As per usual, while we're waiting, I will remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list. Lola does put out um, an email either once or twice a week uh, keep, to keep everyone uh, up to speed with what we're doing, also to share deals and all kinds of things like that. It's also a good way if we run into a spot with these social media companies, they shut us down. That's the really the best way that we can communicate with you all since we don't own any of this. We don't, we don't own whoever subscribed or anything like that. So the email list, we do own that ability, our ability there to communicate with you guys. So we recommend everyone go there. Okay, I also want to mention Manscaped. You can use the code STRANGE20. You know what it's all about. It's about staying high speed, low drag, taking care of your, your manly jibbly bits. Joanna, cover your ears. You might not want to. I don't know if you want to hear this might be sensitive information for you. <laughs> so check out Manscaped. The code is STRANGE20. All of that stuff we have on the website. Uh, Lola was telling me about, uh, we've got Sportsman's Guide. We've got a code for it. What was the other one, Lola? Cabela's? There's a Cabela's. Uh, Caldwell Reloading. Huh? Caldwell. Caldwell. Caldwell? Caldwell Sporting Shooting Sports and Reloading Supplies. Oh, okay. Caldwell Shooting Sports and Reloading Supplies. There's all kinds of things like that. If you want to get those things, you can get in touch with me or Lola or go to HankStrange.com. Find out all about it. Okay? So that's what you need to do there. I want to thank Safety Harbor Firearms. You can see them right there. They are a sponsor of the show. Walter, I gave Walter and Babyface the day off. It's Friday. You're welcome, gentlemen. Congratulations to you. You got the day off. Make sure you get me a nice present uh, next time my birthday comes around. Make sure you go to Ballistic Inc. That's where you can get the different gun nerd shirts and all the other shirts that we have out there. Um, let me see. What else do I have? I think that's pretty much it. Let me smash the uh, open button here. Open button. Welcome Bam! back to the Hank Strange situation. Okay. Subscribe to the channel. The Thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified. That's how we do it. Joanna, you've been here before, so you know all about jazz hands. There you go. Yeah, you're doing a good jazz hands. All right. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Those guys. Those. I'm talking to them. Just to keep everything clear or whatever, you know. I don't want Rolando to have words with me. I'm talking to those guys. So hopefully you all have your big girl panties on. It's Friday. Welcome Ooh. to Friday, people. Yes, and our get this is this is podcast episode number five hundred and eighty. Okay, record industry people are shady. I don't know if you ever even heard that line. I don't even know if it's I don't know if it's number five eight. You never heard that line? No. Okay, it's uh, Tribe Called Quest. Oh, 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 I do yeah. know them, yes. Yeah, yes. I don't think it's 580. It's like some other number that rhymes with that. But our guest tonight is Joanna of Latina Locked and Loaded. There yeah, she goes. Yeah, look, at all, look at all the awesomeness right there. Look at those. Big smile and everything. You know, awesome. Very cute. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Just me thank and you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Just me and you. It's going to be... It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Shout out to everyone out there. Smash the thumbs ups, people. We need that. Shout out to Puerto Rican Pistolero, your uh, your esposo. Yes. Did I say that right? I can, did. I can hear Spanish better than I could speak it. I'm pretty terrible speaking Spanish, by the way. Oh, it's pretty typical, though. Yeah. Like, uh, I can uh, understand Portuguese, but I can't speak it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I grew up with a lot of Spanish-speaking people, like, you know, where I lived and all that kind of stuff. Had a couple, you know, got a couple girlfriends, 
that were, uh, you know, Latina. So, and you survived? Uh, for the most part, my soul might not be intact. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't need. I understand. I don't need any ex girlfriends to come out of the woodworks on me right now. That that would that actually be fun. Uh, shout out to We Run Guns out there as well. Um, and everyone out there, happy Friday to everyone. If you guys need shout outs, let us know. Uh, Brian Quick says, Joanna has perfect teeth. Thank you. I've had braces twice. Yeah. Twice in your life. Your parents, uh, your parents spent that money on the teeth? Uh, or was this you? Th- my parents did the first round and then I did Invisalign. Uh, I finished last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So to correct a few yeah. things that happened. Yeah, always a good sign with 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 people in general, I think, but with the ladies to have good teeth. For the guys, you know, it's not. But you know, for for me as a guy, looking at the ladies, you got good teeth. Is I don't know. It's just an awesome. It just says something wholesome, you know. Just says niceness or something like that. (laughs) But I know to Lola, for example, teeth very important. Yeah, teeth is everything. She has spent fortunes. There's cars I could have bought, but she spent that money on her sons and their teeth that just keep growing in. Like, for some reason, my kids have multiple rows of teeth, like sharks or something like that. And the money keeps going to the teeth, but Lola thinks it's really, really important. It is. Keep it up, Lola. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean... Uh, um, you know, for me personally, having, you know, that thing they say about people in England that they have terrible teeth. So, you know, Guyana, where I was born, was a colony of, uh, of England. It's a British colony. And I lived there for a little while. So that's my excuse. It's not, you know. That's I what don't I'm think saying. They, they naturally have worse teeth than us. I think we just care a little bit more. And yeah, it's a meme or one of those things that they yeah. make fun of the British or whatever, you know, but. I think it's important. I'm pretty sure they floss. I'm pretty sure they floss at least, though, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you floss a lot. I don't floss. As, I do floss not as much as I should, but every time I go to the people, they <laughs> harass me about it. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to you know, do my extra flossing. Yeah, it's, imp- yeah, it's, it's very important. important. Yeah. How's, uh, how's Puerto Rican Pistolero's teeth while we're on the subject? Cause- Actually, he, um, he is using Invisalign now. Oh. Uh, He's yeah. got, he was almost done. I think he had only four months left and then COVID kind of messed it all up messed for us. <laughs> yeah. So now he's like six months behind. I don't uh, even yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very, it's a, it, I know the people like, listen, I thought we were talking about guns. Teeth is a very important thing, man. If we go back to that, if we go full apocalypse mode, you're going to need your teeth to chew those big pieces of meat that we're going to have to eat. You know, when the world gets uncivilized, I, I trust me, I know this. The world gets uncivilized. There's big pieces of meat floating, and in some <laughs> cases, you're just gonna have like a big leg of a something. Yeah. Or carrots, or carrots. You know, and we can have a little vegetable garden. No. Yes. No? Joanna, okay. in the apocalypse, I am not eating healthy. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. Okay. In the apocalypse, okay. where I have to run every day and. You know, I'm doing cardio all the time, probably going to be real skinny. I'm not eating healthy. So, so uh, I, I don't know if you remember, I'm actually um, a vegetarian. So oh. 
that conversation. Yeah, you know what? I remember that right now, this moment. (laughs) That always gets brought up. Like, everybody thinks they come up with it first, like that whole, Uh well, what are you going to do when it's like you're on a desert island? Are you going to eat something? I'm like, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'd like to say I it's Mm. not going to happen. I would would like to say that in Apocalypse, Joanna, you will be eating some meat. Well, you know, it, it, it could happen. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's what I always say. I don't want to say yes or no. I'm just... I would just we'll like see, to we'll say in a true apocalypse, you will be eating some meat. Maybe. maybe. I'm just... I'm, if I had to bet on this, and I'm not trying to... Listen, I think it's awesome that you're a vegetarian. I'm not going to knock it. You know, there's a lot of things out there that people could be. That's not, you know, that's not a bad one. But I'm going to say in that apocalypse, if you get hungry enough, you'll be all up on some, you know, that's what we need. That's that's the that's the energy we would really like. I think a lot of these things that we're doing now is because we've we've got too much civilization. That's one of our problems. We got too much civilization. Well, that's apparently a, a movement that's going on. I personally didn't know about this movement until someone told me. But apparently the kids, the teenagers are there's a trend of. Uh, what they call like homesteaders mm-hmm. so like people are really into uh what's it called learning how to can and preserve and mm-hmm. and oh, growing yeah. vegetable gardens mm-hmm. and learning how to spin thread or yarn which is great mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i don't know how successful i would be i i tried knitting you know mm-hmm. that didn't work out for me. so i'm trying to remember when you were on a couple was that a couple of weeks ago think so probably two weeks three? or something two three weeks yeah so when you were on you said your family's from Col- did you say colombia i'm i'm half colombian half dominican half, okay. So half, yeah. okay half colombian half dominican yeah if you were either in colombia or the dominican republic like in the olden days i don't know about what? these days right now because mm-hmm. it's modernized all over the world in the olden days oh yeah you would you would know about that yeah for sure. You would know about some sewing. No, my <laughs> and mom. Some, my and mom. Some, some preserving fruits <laughs> and making uh, stuff. We don't have to go too far back. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom grew up pretty rural and mm-hmm. uh, not to give away my age, but my parents are in their 70s and 80s. And mm-hmm. I was a, a, a very late oops baby. So they mm-hmm. were a, around for, you mm-hmm. know, the era where they, they, you know, things were really rural and really, you know, they I'm were going to say you're 37 stuff. years old. I am younger than that. Oh, okay. Okay, now I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's okay. I knew I should have gone for 27, but, you know, that thing was in my okay. brain. It's true, though. It's true, though. Like, my mom, my mom's not uh, with us anymore, but, um, you know, she could do everything. My mom could do everything, and, and I grew up like that, like, seeing her do that. So, am I capable of doing everything? No, not at this moment, but I know that it's possible for me to do everything, because, you know, back in the olden days, you just experimented on your family and your kids. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I don't know. Or let me go look up on YouTube for this recipe. No, she just co- started cooking some stuff. Try it out. Yeah. yeah. If we didn't like it and we thought it was terrible, she was like, you're going to eat that or you're going to get lashes. For sure. You know? And then maybe she would adjust the recipe <laughs> until eventually. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, my mom would make wine. She would make clothing. You know, just all those kind of things, man. She would just, you know. It works well, out. Like, yeah. um, you know, we we live in modern day, but those skills still are applicable. Like, 
Do you know how expensive it is to get something tailored? It sucks. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, but now everyone just has to wear Lululemons, I guess, at least when it comes to the women, I guess. Sure. Like, you don't have to tailor anything with the Lulu. Are you part of the Lululemons tribe? Is that... I am not. Oh, okay. I, I don't believe in spending 70 or $80 oh, on okay. a pair of yoga pants. Okay, so you go the bootleg route into this. I've had this argument with I Lola I go with so the Adidas route or the Nike route at TJ okay. Maxx. You so know? you do believe in these things. I personally, yeah. these things should be kept in the house. This is why I'm bringing this up. Okay. <laughs> Some things. I get it. It helps everything. It pulls everything in and supports everything and all that kind of stuff. It looks good. Let me ask you this question. How would you like Puerto, Le Puerto Rican Pistolero walking around out there with some Lululemons for dudes that like shows off the gentleman's sausage and the, you know, and the, the, the potatoes and everything? How would you I like that? Let me, let me just ask you I don't think I would be question. married to him if he was into that. Let's just see. <laughs> oh, why? Why would you? Why would you not? Uh, okay, I know what you're trying to insinu insinuate here, but just imagine if that was flipped around for the for the dudes. You know, I think that our women, our our girlfriends, our wives, and stuff like that out there would be like, no, listen, I don't want you. And by the way, if this happened to guys, if the fashion trend would have gone this way for guys, where we all walked around looking like, uh, you know, wearing tights like from but Robin they, Hood men in tights. Do. Have you Who seen does? some of these kids? Have you seen some of these kids? Um, the 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 teens and twenty year olds are wearing uh, guys wearing skinny jeans and and jeggings, and um, that just looks so mm. uncomfortable. At least if we wear them, we don't have things down there that are like inconvenienced by the style. Yeah, I don't know how they're getting those on and off without hurting themselves. Yeah. Uh. So okay, I know that I know that kids are wearing the tight jeans. I know that's a thing. And it was a thing, you know, like back in the 80s when I was in high school. And I see my kids wear, and it's, you know, it's one thing like when you're bony. Mm -hmm. You know, like my sons are bony. Right? And when I was that age, I was bony also. Um, but I didn't know guys, guys are not seriously wearing uh, these spandex pants, are they? Is that, a, that can't be actually a thing. They're, I mean, they're uh, wearing pretty, pretty tight stuff oh. i have a uh, one employee he's 21 he just mm -hmm. turned 21 so mm -hmm. i mean he wears scrubs at the office but i mm -hmm. i made the mistake of, of friending him on instagram and and being very shocked i'm like uh, oh yeah. yeah let's yeah. let's pretend we didn't see that oh yeah i don't <laughs> think i don't please guys don't make this a thing i don't want to be but if it really was like a full-blown thing for guys and for anyone who doesn't know uh apple bite says lulu what for dudes so just imagine like these, like all the, um, how do I describe, what's the Lululemons? It's just like yoga pants. Like yoga basically. pants, yeah. Overpriced yeah. yoga pants. Yeah, it's just super tight pants that everyone's wearing, that all the women are wearing out there. And it's basically showing off all your details. I don't know. Might as well just walk around naked. So if guys were into this, I'm convinced that there would be a lot of prosthetic, uh, Appendages. Enhancements. Yeah, because <laughs> that would be also a thing. <laughs> because you know, for us, uh. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. Because if that really was a thing, and guys are starting to show off uh, girth and stuff like that, you know, it's just like how wigs are a thing for guys or hair pieces and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think this would be a thing. Like I just came to find out from my barber, not to like not yesterday but not too long ago that dudes even even i thought it was just white guys that did hair pieces 
But then I came to find out that uh, black guys, you know, Latinos or dudes are doing uh, hair implants and hair really? pieces and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And the barbers can put it in there. There was a whole thing about LeBron James that I think he was wearing a hat or something and he pulled it back and you could see the line, the hairline. And he gets these like, uh, it's a thing that the barbers can do and it's really like a fake hair thing that they put on and then they could cut it and all that. Well, uh, I, I've noticed LeBron's hairline um, receding and, and getting a little sparse. Mm -hmm. But you'd think you'd have enough money to do like Bosley's, you know, hair system for men or something. Yeah. Get a little hair plug action. Right. I don't know if I would. Do, I mean, just go baldy. Yeah. Shave your yeah. head. Yeah. I think, you know, that's totally fine. That's what I would do. Uh, you know, um, but it is a thing. It's a thing. Like I've seen, I remember one time I came in and I, my barber was just doing it. And I was like, what is, what is happening right here? What is going on? I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a guy putting in, putting in a thing. But yeah, this, we have lost our minds in the world now. There's so much fakery. I remember J-Lo back in the days when J-Lo came out with the booty, which she always had the booty. She didn't come out with the booty, okay? It's J-Lo. Um, people were like, no, this booty's too big. Do you remember that? J-Lo couldn't be I, and stuff because she was too big. I actually um, remember J like when J-Lo first came out and that was a thing mm -hmm. because I actually thought it was great. Um, yeah, I'm not too. a huge fan of J-Lo per se. I think she's a little bit narcissistic and I have a mm -hmm. thing with narcissistic people. Right. But um, I, I appreciated it as a, I don't have one as large as hers, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I grew up in a pretty uh, white neighborhood and mm -hmm. I was one of very few uh, minorities. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was little, I thought I was just fat. I'm like, everybody else is so small. Did you get so, harassed for your booty when you were a little girl? Um, too, like people were like, oh, really. it's too big. No, I think I just, you know, felt chubby or something, oh. you know, because oh. I thought, you know, oh, okay. being small was in mm -hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. And then JLo came out and all of a sudden it was a good thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, rock on. Yeah. And uh, then all the white people wanted to have booties and yeah. then they got them. Yeah. Now we're putting in booties. Dudes, it's like, I don't know what kind of the world is turning upside down. What I think is a beautiful thing in the world is that we're not all the same. Yeah. Some people have big booties. Some people have small booties. Some people like me have none. Yeah. Which I think is great for guys. Guys shouldn't have a booty anyway. A Just, little bit of booty. Just a little bit. Mm, no, I don't think it's necessary. Like, why have something that's not necessary? You know? I'll tell you why. There is a practical reason for having a butt. When you What's sit that? down, uh -huh. it is more comfortable. Oh, you could just be use cushions. Is what I or do. you could do that. KY <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guns and Radio says hot girls don't do bald guys. Don't believe the lie. Use that That is Rogan. not true. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I don't know. Uh, isn't there some action figure who has who's bald? Do people think he's good looking? I don't know. Uh, uh, Jason uh, Statham. I'm sure... Statham, yeah, yeah Statham, uh, The Rock. The Rock usually yeah, rock. has a baldy. Uh, there you go. Lots of people go the baldy route nowadays. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else, all the action uh, guys out there. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with the baldy. I rocked the baldy for a long time. You know? It's more convenient. Yeah, it was just, yeah, for me it was. So, But I just think that we're now just living, like we, we're, I think, not to, to dwell on it, but I think, excuse me, I think we just have this problem that people aren't happy being different. And then we're also 
technology, all the things that we have, we're just so bored. And, and it's just so easy now for us to go to like, you know what? Yes, I'll just enhance this. There's guys having that kind of surgery. I saw The Rock talking about like having pec implants and doing this. And you remember, remember Kanye whoa, whoa, whoa. West? Did you, hmm? The Rock actually had pec implants? Yeah, or, or? I saw a video of him talking about wow. that. And he works out. He just says that, you know, because guys, I guess the pec is naturally has a curve. And he mm-hmm. was like, he, he wanted it to be straight because that looked more masculine, something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Remember Kanye West was talking about, like, this is one of the, the reasons he, he supposedly went crazy. I think he was just born crazy. But um, he said that, you know, he had surgery to take out, like, he had liposuction. Mm-hmm. And then the pills from that is what was making him loopy. I don't understand why he would even go have liposuction if that's how he, he lost his mom. Like, was. Yeah, and I was going to say that was the cause of his mother's death. This was after his mother died? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're just, it's like so easy in this world that we're living in today that there's just immediate gratification. Oh, I'm just going to go, I'll just go to the doctor and then people might not see me for a couple of weeks and I'll come out looking perfect. Why would I have to get on the treadmill <laughs> or diet or lift some weights or something like that, you know, and have to work on, on doing it? And I think that, I don't know. I, I personally agree with that. I um, I have a very, like, to each their own kind of mm-hmm. attitude towards everyone, about mm-hmm. everything, actually. I, I don't even, like, going back to the vegetarian thing, I don't care if Rolando's a vegetarian or not. I mm-hmm. don't care. Mm-hmm. Or anyone. Um, to each their own. But with plastic surgery, you know, do do whatever you want to do. But I personally mm-hmm. think it's, it's uh, putting your life at risk. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I personally think it's a little weird. Like, let me put something in my body just to look better. I'm like, you're risking your life. You don't know what complications you could have down the road. And I'm like, yeah, I'll pass. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, I believe, and here's what I think about it. I think the world is beautiful when we all look different. And it, I, I don't know. know if you do like Instagram mm-hmm. outside of our like community Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, there's what a mean, thing, what do you mean there's by a that world. Outside of, go like, ahead. The beauty industry or like oh, okay. I, Instagram models, mm-hmm. um, they all start looking the same mm-hmm. because everyone's getting lip injections and, mm-hmm. you know, the Botox to arch their mm-hmm. eyebrows. And, you know, it's just anyone can start. The Kardashians, if you look at before and mm-hmm. afters, uh, all looked different to each other. Now the ones, they all look the same to each other because they all did the same stuff to their face. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. So, Joanna, you know, I mean, I am basically a saint on the Internet. <laughs> So on Instagram, you know, I only look at guns. That's it. That's it. You'll never catch me looking at chicks and booties. On the, no, I'm totally lying. Of course I do. <laughs> this is why they invented the Instagram. But you're right. And the funny thing about it is everyone is starting to look the same. Everyone's doing the same pose. Yes. That's- Lola just said, uh, did I see the new Khloe Kardashian? Yeah, I'm shocked. Uh, I mean, she looks great. So that's what I'm saying. If it makes them happy, it makes them happy. But mm-hmm. it's like. They don't even look the same who they are. And I don't understand how that doesn't give them some kind of like uh, mental, you know, 
I think, but I think it is, I think it is a mental thing. I think the world is beautiful because we all look different. Now, should we be healthy? Like, should I be healthier? Should I eat better? Absolutely. I think because of what I'm doing here, because I'm doing this so much and, and all that kind of stuff, I spent a bunch of time editing and all of that. I'm not exercising, not getting as much activity as I should. I'm not eating properly for sure. So I think Mm -hmm. that I should do that. I should, you know, get, be more active, eat better. Okay. The thing is, is that ultimately I I can only be like the best version of me that I could be, Mm -hmm. right? But when we, so when we now start crossing into the line of, well, I don't like how I look, I want to look like this, I think it's really dangerous and a lot of the stuff that we see happening in the world makes me feel that way, that everyone thinks that there's an easy path to the solutions for our problems, you know, I don't want to get to, I, I, I'm, it's Friday, and I'm sure people just want to unwind and relax from all the stuff happening. But I think one of the things, one of the reasons why we're looking at everything that's happening in the world today, because people think there's some easy path. And so if, so for example, right now, we still have uh, lots of riots going on, right? People destroying stuff. And people believe if they throw a big enough tantrum that we could just press a button and, and the, world, the world's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. And that's not how the world works. And it will never work like that. We could do whatever we want to fake something. Ultimately, it's not real. So Mm -hmm. we could do it to ourselves, and it's ultimately not going to be real. You know, and and I think like when we're talking about the way that people look and the things that they're doing, for sure, you know, we started talking about like taking care of your teeth and all these kinds of things. You should take care of your eyes, all this stuff, especially because like your teeth and your eyes and stuff like that, you're going to need it when you get really old, <laughs> you know, and it's going to affect things, but you can only be the best you. Of course. Yeah. You know, sure. and when we get into forcing everything, um, in the world and then we just start, then it just becomes like a fashion. Like right now, I just think a lot of this is a fashion. The people who are now all of a sudden, I, I don't know, even know if people understand when they're supporting Antifa or black, uh, black, uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, if they even understand what they're saying and what they're supporting. I don't actually think so. Um, you know, we we have, as humans, we have this, like, mom mentality. And, you know, I think, especially, I, I live in a pretty liberal place. It's once you see the grand majority of people going towards an idea or a movement, you don't want to be the courageous person to say, well, what about this? Because then you're going to be the outsider. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier to just... Everyone else is doing it. This is what everybody believes. So I'm just going to go with it because that's that mm-hmm. makes me that makes this the path of least resistance. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't have to think for themselves, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think there is a lack of, of understanding, you know, from from what I've been hearing at, at you know, with my patients um, or my my coworkers, they everyone's talking about what's going on. But some mm-hmm. of the conversations I'm like, uh, this is awkward because I I really want to get you know, more in depth with them. And I know they're, they're just not even actually thinking for themselves. They're just regurgitating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everyone's just, it's, it's the same thing with the news, you know, the news, the, 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 uh, media outlets out there that are supposed to focus on news. They're not even really doing hard work. They're all mm-hmm. reading off from the same script. They're not digging deeper. You know, they just have an agenda. Everyone. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Fox news has an agenda. And I guess I I can't listen to them. I don't have regular uh, 
TV or cable or anything like that, I find myself not being able to listen to them, much less the other guys, because everyone's just reading a script. This is an agenda. This is what uh, we think about everything. And then most people are just getting programmed by that. And like you said, they're, uh, they're just regurgitating it, you know, and none of that is going to solve anything like the things, the best things. I think you just said it. The best things are hard work. You work on it. You really fix it. You look at the you, you have to, you know, train yourself and force yourself to look at the hard, ugly truth of who you are. You know, and figure out what you have to accept and what you need to change and work on, but then actually put in the work to do it. You can't flip a switch. I see Night Train. And by the way, if you guys out there want us to talk about something in particular, let us know. Um, I also just want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, Joanna. But Night Train says, I can't wait to see these Democrats run cities once they eliminate their police forces. Right. Because that's the solution. I think um, in L.A., I think I think it was L.A. County said they're going to cut one hundred and fifty million dollars from the budget for the police department. Let's all bear in mind, like what I just said, this is all complicated. The whole police department, the the budget I looked at, it was in the news. It's one point eight billion dollars. So cutting one hundred and fifty million is really not as terrible as we think it is. Yeah, it's not like there's going to be a. Two cops in the whole city. No. With, like, a slingshot. Yeah. No. <laughs> but at the same time, and, and, here's, and here's the thing that I think about it. Like, let's say we want to, let's say we're talking about fixing problems, right? So, for sure, um, police, the, the whole idea of policing in America and around the world has not um, gotten better, right? I think that there's never, when I talk about this, this do I say that all cops are bad because I don't believe that it's not true most mm -hmm. most people out there are good people and want to do things and they're professionals and they take on these careers with with some level of seriousness okay however <clears throat> we we're just not we're not uh, vetting people properly we're not training them properly. We're not continuing their education and training properly. We're not properly compensating them for being professionals and doing their job. And so we probably do have too many police officers that aren't properly trained. And even us as gun guys, we, t we talk about these things all the time. Like, hey, why are these guys doing no-knock raids? What's going on here? What's going on here? We talk about red flags and all of that. And for sure, when things... We talk about some of the things. So what happened with, with uh, George Floyd and um, I, forgot, I forgot the name. Uh, there's Ahmaud Arbery, of course, and then there's, uh, there's the young... Breonna Taylor. Yeah, Breonna Taylor. All these things, we're upset about that too. The pro You know, for me, the, the, the solution to this is I'm fine with protesting. I think there's a line here, right? There's protesting and rioting. I'm fine with protesting. We protest stuff. You know, and these guys are in some cases more passionate about the things that we uh, get passionate about in on the gun side of this, right? Or we don't get as passionate about things happening on the gun side and do what they're doing. So I think they have the right to protest peacefully. Then there's people rioting. But how, at, at the end of the day, how is any of this going to actually solve 
the problem. There's a real there's a real problem here. And so feel, go ahead. I feel like even the defunding um, that mm-hmm. that's the solution they supposedly came up with. That's mm-hmm. not really going to solve the problem. I think the problem is actually will we need more funds because you need to educate, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is something I, I recently found out about when I went to a, um, uh, an event that they had, uh, Florida Carey had, and they had a speaker mm-hmm. uh, who was former law enforcement, and he told us, you know, the curriculum for criminal justice um, does not, well, not in, not in, in, in undergrad, because I know there's mm-hmm. a four-year degree for that, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's not a requirement, and mm-hmm. I happen to know quite a bit about the hiring process for uh, law enforcement, at least in Florida. It, it does not require it and and they need so many comps that that used to be a hard job to get mm-hmm. and in the last like five six years it's become very easy mm-hmm. or easier to get mm-hmm. and now all you need is just to get your certification which is like an eight-month program mm-hmm. um they don't teach and they don't learn a lot of the laws including gun laws mm-hmm. so that's why you you hear about um you know you get pulled over and the cop might arrest you for having a gun it's like you have a concealed carrier or they just don't know what's legal, what's not legal. And that's mm-hmm. at least why I still feel a little bit uncomfortable um, because I just don't trust that they know the mm-hmm. laws. It's like, mm-hmm. I know the laws. I mean, mm-hmm. going back, I don't even know they know what the constitution is, like the amendments. I've had my rights violated several times. I've mm-hmm. had cops go through my purse and go through my car. Mm-hmm. And if I say, Hey, fourth amendment, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely think it's an education thing. I don't know how they would have to fix it, but they definitely need um, to educate their cops better. We need, you know, better laws too that, you know, nonviolent crimes shouldn't have to have, you know, um, the, the punishments that they do or, you know, the reaction they do. So I think there's definitely an, an education thing. There's a legislation thing uh, aspect to it. And there's also maybe a, not to sound like a hippie, but a counseling thing for current cops uh, or, mm-hmm. or law enforcement to just, you know, maybe this shouldn't be your first reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you saw the video that's been circulating of, I think that was in Boston. Uh, I'm not in Boston, Baltimore. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, of a couple of cops who just pushed this little old man for no mm-hmm. reason. He was just, he was coming up to them. And it's not like, you know, I was threatened. I mean, the guy looked geriatric. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, stumbling up to them and then the guy just the, the cop just pushes him mm-hmm. so he's old so he just falls over cracks his head and is lying there unresponsive mm-hmm. i think there's i think there's several things like that uh going on around the country so i'm not sure if i saw that specific one but for sure here it, there's not one simple solution but there's let, no, yeah. but let's so if, we, if we're gonna have a thought experiment on it right First of all, let's ask ourselves, like, I think in America, there's no leadership right now. There's none. This is my personal opinion. There's no leadership right now in America, right? There's just, we're still playing the games. It's still left versus right, red versus blue, and all this kind of nonsense that's going on, right? But let's say we we decide to think about this and go to the extremes. In LA if, if or anywhere in, in the country, if people say, we don't need these cops at all, let's get rid of them. You know what I say? I say, absolutely, you should do that. Why? Get like Just cancel all police departments. Cancel the fire departments while you're at it. And the reason why I say that 
is because it won't take long before people realize why you have a police department and why you have a fire department. Okay. Um, so I'm, for I'm sure. for that. I think so. Now, I'm not saying this is what I would do. I'm saying if people don't realize why these things are here, maybe they need to lose them. You know, you know I can only look at it the way I deal with my kids when I was raising them. You know, oh, you don't appreciate what you have. Maybe you shouldn't have it. Then you'll then you might appreciate it. Right. For sure. Yeah. So so that's just the first thing, because if we come to the conclusion that we do need police department, right? Then we say, okay, we have to do something about this. Now, for me, I think we should have less cops and, and everyone everywhere in America should be able to defend themselves. Absolutely. If in LA County alone, they're spending $1.8 billion, like this is their budget, $1.8 billion, I don't think they need more money. They just need to deal with that with that money better. If the people there were able to defend themselves, we can't stop the criminals from having guns, but we're stopping the law-abiding people, the good, hardworking people from being able to defend themselves and get what they need. We should stop that because that's going to allow more, more people to defend and protect themselves in the moment. Okay? That's, sure. that's also going to make the criminals mm -hmm. feel less safe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, for sure. And and that has to be something like if, if, if people are pushing for, yes, that's the solution that we came up with. Let's defund and, and decrease police. You know, you, you can't, on the other hand, it's like you can't also say, yeah, and we're going to keep, you know, creating uh, gun, gun laws, gun regulation. Yeah, yeah, gun laws. You can't do that. Yeah, you we're going to make it more difficult for people to have guns. No one's going to go for that. Everyone's buying more guns now. I mean, mm -hmm. one of the things out there in the news, I think in this year so far, two million guns. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm trying to avoid pulling up the news things that everyone already knows. But I mean, this is really uh, what's going on out there in the world. Right. Uh, you yeah. guys you guys realize this like we have over an overwhelming amount of um, of gun sales going on right now. That's been going on since COVID, but mm -hmm. it's been keep it keeps you know now with all the riots and stuff yeah. um i definitely have uh helped a handful of people who were yeah. i don't want to some of them were outright um anti-gun who have mm -hmm. uh, changed their tune since things started getting mm -hmm. scary out there mm -hmm. and some of them were you know not necessarily anti-gun but they were kind of ambivalent so mm -hmm. i personally know of at least um a handful a little bit more than that of people who are new gun owners and that's just in my tiny circle of people that i personally know yeah. so amplify that by you know the united states that's they said two million it's new huge. gun owners yeah yeah that's so amazing. over two million this is on fox news but you can find this over two million gu new gun owners reported in first half of 2020 that's new new gun owners and yeah. what's the reason for that i mean we could you know we we could we could go through this article i don't even think it's necessary we we pretty much know the reason for that most human beings looking at these problems don't go oh you know what i think i'm just going to relax my government's going to take care of me my police department's got me covered most people say oh no i need to defend myself i can't rely on the cops i can't rely on the government i, I don't even know what my neighbors are up to if my own neighbors are tearing up my cities and by the way, this is not like some scared white people going, oh, I got to get these guns for these black 
people or whatever. This is people living somewhere going, I, can't, I don't know if I could trust my neighbors. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get a gun. For sure, yeah. You know, this is happening, but in America, we don't want, but this is a reality. This is a fact, and we should face that. If you want to have less cops, which is part of this whole question or, or um, the solution to this, to this issue that's out there, you have to start by allowing people to defend themselves. That's the beginning of that. Okay, Um, and I know people want to do it. It's happening. Like I'm seeing so many. I'll give you I'll share with you a conversation that happened to me this morning when I was coming in here. Someone just called just called me. Right. And uh, and I'm not I don't I'm not going to give away who it is, but a friend of mine gave them my number. And this is the this is what the guy says to me. He's like, you know, I'm calling you because I just bought an AR-15 and I want to find out how to how to make this uh, full auto and so and so said you could help me <laughs> that was a conversation wow you know and and I always tell people this because I know that I'm sure my the, the folks out there are gonna be like what <laughs> yeah ready to go ballistic you know the truth of the matter is that people don't know this is my first thoughts were like uh oh this might be like the ops right here you know this might be the FBI or someone trying to set me up making this phone call. But um, and I immediately told them, listen, you cannot do that. Okay, it's not that it cannot be done. It can only be done under certain certain circumstances by certain people that have licenses and all that kind of stuff. Otherwise, um, is that is that noise coming from you? Was that your phone or something? It yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's close to the microphone. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. So anyway, so first of all, I told them you can't do it. Basically, right? Um, But the thing is, it's so easy for us to go off. But what I realized, I was like, this is a new person and they don't know anything. They've just been looking at movies or the news media. And this guy actually believes that he could buy an AR-15 and make it full auto. That's also like the scariest, you know, selling thing. Sometimes I get a little bit worried um, when I'm at the range um, Mm -hmm. because people have never shot a gun, have never you know, heard of the four rules of gun safety, mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing. They think uh, they watch John Wick, they, they got this. And, you know, you, you go, you rent a scar and, you know, I'm, I'm there practicing. Yeah, and like, you know, everyone, you guy, how do the bad guys on TV you know, have full auto? Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. that's like going zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start with you, you know, learning how to shoot semi-auto first, mm-hmm. um, safely, you know, definitely doesn't need full auto for, for no. that. No. And so what I did, I, I, you know, instead of like jumping on them or whatever, I, I was like, you know what? I explained to them that they couldn't do it. Not that it's impossible, but it would be very difficult and it's a felony and all those kinds of things. And um, and I said, why, why do you why, why do you need full auto anyway? And he was like, oh, because I want to I just want to be more accurate. So this is yeah, this is this happened to me. I'm not making this up. And I said, listen, you know, full auto is not more accurate. That's not how that works. You know, Um, and so from there, (laughs) I went on to say, look, if you want to be more accurate, what you need to do is go to the range, you know, figure out how to zero your AR, go to the range and and, uh, get some practice, get some training in. And he was like, what are you talking about? Zeroing. And I was like, okay, so what kind of optics do you have on, on your AR? Do you have iron sights? He didn't know what I was talking about, right? And I said, okay, so on the gun, are there any kind of optics, any kind of sights 
He was like, no, it's just a gun. So I was like, great, this is where you start. <laughs> okay, you need to put some iron sights on there, some, some kind of optic on there, you know? And, and the reason why I'm telling... <laughs> The reason why I'm telling all you, you guys this, I'm not trying to alienate that person or make fun of them. This is the problem we have. We don't, we're not taking the time to understand. We're just seeing, this is like the perfect illustration. This guy's looking at movies and TV shows and in the news, and he thinks you could just go buy an AR, make it full auto, and it's, you know. So we've got to actually educate people and bring them up to speed and get them to understand what they're doing. And like you said, how to be safe, what they need to do. You know, we need to do all of that because all of those people that start making this journey that I'm on and that you're on are people who are on the way to doing something that's, that's truly going to help make America a better place. Okay. I think we Not take it rhetoric. for granted um, that mm -hmm. everybody knows these things just because it's been a part of our lives, possibly mm -hmm. for, you know, some people grew up with guns. I didn't. So I had mm -hmm. to learn everything from scratch and I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm really bad with names of things. So I'm like, mm -hmm. is that the TP died yet? that Whatever. So mm -hmm. I'm still like, that's just yeah. my struggle. And that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. What but, you um, need is what you say. You need the basics. You need to know how to be safe. Yeah. You know, you also need to understand your rights, where they come from, and you need to understand the fact that you can't easily go to jail. Like, this guy doesn't get it. And I was trying to tell him, listen, listen to what I'm telling you and do not try to do this to this gun because it's not going to go well for you, you know? And these are the basics that you need to learn. And then, yes, if you get deep into it, all because the, the, what they call something doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know? But I think that's that's what we our approach has been because, mm -hmm. like I was saying, it's just... I keep having these conversations. I don't bring them up. I always talk about guns with, mm -hmm. I, I somehow have a good feel for, you know, who I can talk to. And, and I, like I've said before, I like to plant seeds and watch them slowly over time. Sometimes mm -hmm. it happens quickly. Sometimes it takes years mm -hmm. to get someone to say, you know, Hey, yeah, I want to know more about it. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's been very accelerated. The seeds have been growing very, very fast um, since COVID and now the riots. Mm -hmm. And I, I always, at least once a week, have that conversation with someone um, that, and it, just brings you back to, wow, people really have no idea. No, they, um, don't know. they don't know anything about guns. They don't know anything about the laws. They don't know how, you know, everybody just assumes you have to do some rigorous, super hard thing to get a gun. And I'm like, no, you just buy it. Mm -hmm. And then you go get a background check. And they're like, that's it? I'm like, yeah. yeah. But then they, I mean, and then you also well, have the you, other you side. you got to get that background check, depending on what you do yeah. first. But yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know. Then you see the other side where some people think it's super easy and they're surprised there's a mm -hmm. waiting period and they're surprised there's, you mm -hmm. know, they're checking up on you. It's like, so I'm, I've been seeing both sides and, and the takeaway message from that was mm -hmm. I, I try not to be, uh, I'm definitely never condescending because I still remember when, when that was me mm -hmm. um, many years, you know, many years ago, but it's, it's a good thing. You know, don't ever mock the people, just no. educate the people. We're and all ignorant about something. We don't know yeah. every, anything about every, anything or everything about anything. For sure. <laughs> There's something that, you know, that someone else knows more about that than you do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing this for like at least seven years. I, I don't feel like I know anything, you know, but I think the basics are what's always important here to understand uh, how these guns work, the safety, and then to understand the, the, the whole legal aspect of this. 
to understand um, you know, why this Second Amendment's important, even though on the flip side of that, there's this conversation like, hey, we don't need it, right? And even mm-hmm. though there's people having the conversation of, oh, you know, where's you gun guys? There was, a, there was an interesting thing um, around this that, uh, I think my brother sent me this. Let me see if I can find it. One of the many things that I have here that I wanted to, okay, here we go. So this was, uh, my brother sent me this, and I think, this is actually, let's see. Oh, this is on uh, Monster Hunter Nation. So if anyone knows Larry Correa, the writer, he wrote like the Monster Hunter series and all that kind of stuff. This was on, uh, this was on his blog. My brother sent it to me. And the, the title here is Where Are All You Gun Owners Now? And uh, he says, originally posted on Facebook, Jack, a friend of mine posted about seeing this. And this is the quote. Where are all you gun owners now that the federal government and police are attacking citizens in the streets? Now that the National Guard is out oppressing citizens, I thought this was the movement you're waiting for. So why aren't you out there fighting them with your guns? You're nothing but a bunch of effing cowards. That's what this person says. Um, And then the person puts, my response was the gif of Nelson Muntz going, ha ha, right? Uh, He says, but I've seen this sentiment a lot too over the last few days. So have I. There's lots of people out there like, oh, what's up with you gun guys? I thought, you know, this is what you're waiting for. Um, So please, if you're so incredibly uh, effing dumb that you're actually wondering why America's gun culture aren't commuting into the Democrat cities you have banned us from in order to get into gunfights with the National Guard on your behalf. Allow me to elaborate hypothetical liberal ally who lives in the suburbs which aren't on fire. Hey, gun owners, here's some civil unrest. Why won't you come help us? Snort F off. Basically, he's saying, like, this is not, no, we're not, you know, this is not what we're here for. (laughs) This is not what we're talking about. All of a sudden, yeah. it's convenient, you know. Now we're convenient. Before yeah. we were dangerous and a, and a yeah. danger to society, and now they're mm-hmm. asking for help. Yeah, but why? Convenient. But why? This is not, you know, this is not the fight that we were talking about. No. If anything, this is what we were trying to tell people: you are responsible for your safety and your security. Okay, you know, our the whole way that most of us look at the world. Um, for us, like for me, so for me, for example, I live in the country, okay? Where I live, um, there's very few police officers there. I, I know them. I know my sheriff. I don't know all the guys. Sometimes there's people coming in and out, but I do know some of those guys, right? There's very few of them. They don't have a lot of time to give me tickets for everything. You know, they're out there covering a lot of space and all that kind of stuff. We get along better. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no riots going on out there. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. I'm not seeing uh, buildings burning and all that kind of stuff because we're out in the country, you know? So, and, and most people around us have that same philosophy. I'm not going to tell you that all those people around me love me mm-hmm. or think the same way that I do, but there's less of this nonsense going on and more of it going on in the, in the cities, in the places controlled by very liberal people they are in charge if we're mad if we're mad at someone i understand to an extent being mad at the police officers 
but you should really be mad at the bosses of the police officers. That would be the mayors and the governors and, you know, your attorney generals, etc. Go ahead. Um, so um, we started having protests in, in our city. I mm. We live right next, pretty much almost attached to the city hall. You know, it's in just a few you know yards down down the block from mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and we decided to go check out the protest um you know so we were watching and listening and it devolved into politics um you know the people who were talking mm-hmm. um over a loudspeaker and, mm-hmm. and they called uh you know if you want to make change change uh change what's going on and 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 by voting voting in more democrats and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> They're the, the, the mayors of these cities that are having problems. Yeah. Aren't they they're already? They're all Democrats. Yeah. They're all Democrats. If you're not happy with what's going on now, yeah. why are you asking them to do more of that? No. Yeah. And by the way, the solution's not more Republicans either. It's not either. No. No. But it's not more I conservatives it, either. Yeah. I'm, I'm neither. I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of do my own thing. But right. I just thought it was hilarious that mm-hmm. that's what they ended up calling out for. Mm-hmm. Of course. That's and what this is all about, though. It's the... This, the people in charge are what you yeah. what you're saying to vote for. Yeah. Well, what's always funny to me and and anyone who is has watched like this is like I just I said at the beginning, this is 580 episodes times that by two hours. We're talking over a thousand hours of me talking and talking with other people. But I'm in I'm in all a thousand whatever. Right. Of those hours. Um, I am not a super fan or dogmatic to Trump. But I don't know how I'm going to blame someone that's been in office since 2016 for racism in America in forever. (laughs) That is not, you know, that doesn't make any kind of logical sense to me, right? This is not something that's on that person. It's on probably all of us. And, and the reason why it's on all of us, because we're the people who have the power to do something about it. We're the mm-hmm. ones who could realize what's going on here and actually make change. The annoying thing to me is now there's all these celebrities coming out. And for sure, there's been p- celebrities and people talking stuff for a long time. But now it's just a cool thing to do. That, that never gives me hope that anything's actually going to change. This is a thing we have to work on all the time all the time. A lot of these people, even I feel like Kaepernick and guys like that, you know, Jay-Z, whoever, right? LeBron James. If you really, if you really, really want to fix what's going on here and make a change, how about you go take over a town? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go take over a town politically or whatever it is and make that change. Okay. You decide, hey, we don't need a police department here. We don't need fire departments. Or you have police departments and fire departments and you look at you, you know, you look at who you're hiring and how they're being trained and how they react to people and you deal with that. That's how we actually fix this. If you build a good city, town, village or whatever, and it's awesome and the life there is awesome, people will come there and live there. Okay, and then maybe that will be infectious and it will spread out and people will start practicing that that form of policing or whatever it is we need to fix. Instead, we're just talking some nonsense. And it's especially annoying to me for the dudes who have millions, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars that this is all just like a cute thing to them. You know, they're never actually going to invest in what they're talking about or never actually do something about it course and um 
I, I don't know how I feel truly about mm-hmm. any celebrity being a leader, though, I, mm-hmm. I, or, or, or entertainers being leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know, unfortunately, that is what we people mm-hmm. gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of them don't and have these huge platforms. So they feel like compelled to go out there and do that. But mm-hmm. most of them, again, don't think for themselves or have no message or no good message mm-hmm. or you know, they don't actually, they're all talk and no, yeah. no action. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't, I don't know if I would want to go live in a town run by LeBron, but. <laughs> well, so, um, so hold on, let me get a couple of things up here. Jake Delahome says 1160 hours would be the number, which equals 48 days worth of nonstop videos. I'm always happy to know that I'm contributing to the delinquency of the rest of the planet. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about that this whole time. Lots of people here have been here, and, and we've had these conversations. Motorboater says, where was LeBron during the Hong Kong protests? You know what exactly. he was saying? He was saying those people shouldn't be protesting. He was, he was getting paid by the Chinese. Yeah. So why, would he, uh, why would he hurt that paycheck? Yeah, yeah. But what, and what I'm trying to say is this. I, I don't care who does it. We can all do it. We can all do it. You know, we all have that power and that ability to do something about it. And someone might say, well, I'm just an individual. How, how, what can I do? I moved my family. I know that's tough for people. When Lola and I moved from New York, my fam- first of all, she didn't go back to Maryland where her family was. She stayed in New York. I didn't want to stay there. My family didn't want us to leave. We left. We went to New Jersey. It was pretty much worse than New York. And when we decided to go even further to Florida, my family didn't support that. And I was like, hey, I'm going to do this with or without you guys. And I remember on the weekends, me and Lola, we were out in a flea market selling stuff to get to put the money together to make the move to Florida. You know, and when we had to move down here, like I, I, you know, Lola helped me pack up a U-Haul. I drove down on my own. You know, she got on a flight. She left my kids with my mom in Brooklyn and got on a flight and flew down in the blackout. It was literally a blackout. I remember this. Like there was a blackout in New York City. They, 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 they were closing all the flights. Lola was talking to me on the phone. I was like, listen, woman, if you don't get down here, I'm, I'm not going to be able to unpack all this stuff on my own. You know, but you, you figure out, and she like snuck, got on the plane in the last flight, came to Florida, and we did everything we had to do. So the point is, it was difficult for us to do it. You know, um, it was tough for us to figure out how to deal with our kids. We had to make like sacrifices and choices because we did not have the support of my family or her family, but we did it. And the reason why we did it is so that we could find a better life. And even where we landed first in West Palm Beach was terrible. That's an incredibly liberal place. I was like, okay, I'm getting the hell out of here. That's why I moved to the country. You just have to be deliberate about your life. And, and you know, this is what I'm doing here. This is what you're doing here, what we're all doing. This is how we make the world better. Not by, uh, like I said, I'm fine with people protesting, but we don't make the world better by burning down the stores that serve us and um and and killing people all this destruction this doesn't this is not going to go in any direction towards making the world a better place i agree um mm-hmm. the i'm one of those people who get very affected uh by mm-hmm. seeing acts of cruelty i can't mm-hmm. stand kids getting injured or being sick i can't stand animals i can't watch those those PETA videos they, they kill me mm-hmm. and this last couple of weeks have been really hard um mm-hmm. watching you know 
the, you know, like this morning I was saying the guy who got pushed down, mm-hmm. the little guy, and there was the, um, the gentleman who who was shot at, in front of the the, the pawn pawn shop defending mm-hmm. it. And police officer, a former police yeah. officer. Yeah. It's uh, it's been really difficult, and and it's actually been really annoying me because it's like if you talk about those things, some people act like you're talking against the protest, and I'm like, and I've actually heard this argument online where the writing is necessary for people to listen. It's like. No. I don't think I, we're. I don't think, I don't think we're listening. We're tuning. We're tuning that out. Okay? I think it's actually overwhelming the original message, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we all saw the um, the video of, of George Floyd that mm-hmm. was out there where he was actually talking about you know the mm-hmm. youth and violence and all that. So mm-hmm. if you already know this character of this man, where he seemed like a very peaceful man, I don't see where you can get off saying the writing is helping promote this message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's first of all, it's overshadowing whatever happened to him and the others. Yes. Right. Um, then what we can see is happening is that there's a large amount of people, not everyone. This is not everyone in America. We would really if we had half if we had a quarter of the people in America doing this, I'll be OK. If we had 10 percent of the people in America doing this, we would have a major problem. So, but there are these people out there rioting, okay? Those people aren't listening to anything. There's so many people out there, 2 million people, since the beginning of this year, new buying guns. That's, that's a reaction that people are taking, right? They're like, oh, I realize I'm on my own. I'm going to go get guns. You know, there's lots of us who are getting tired of it and we're tuning out of it or we're like, hey, this is why I live over here or this is why I'm getting out of this place. We're talking about now there's uh, there's there's cops out there quitting. They're like, "Okay, I'm done with this. I don't need to do this anymore. This is not the path for me to go down in my life if this is, you know, what I'm going to be up against. This is the reaction to all of this. And it's not really something that's going to fix anything. Especially like you're saying, there's people who are just like, hey, elect me and I'm going to fix everything for you. Well, I could go back to what happened with Trump just to make an example of how my mind works. We all gave, I voted for Trump. People out there, most of the folks out there did. If you didn't, it's fine. I'm not, I don't hold that against you. Trump won. Republicans had a a super majority. The things we thought they would do, they did not do. Right. And in some cases, you know, we had Trump out there, you know, doing executive orders to ban a piece of plastic, all this kind of nonsense. Oh, no one. They don't need due process. Just lock them up. All that kind of stuff. There's no politician that you're going to elect that's going to solve anything. Mm -hmm. We can solve stuff ourselves. If you want to make something better, make it better. You know, you have to actually get out there and work on it. So, I mean. I don't know. I could talk until I completely lose my voice. <laughs> the problem is, no, no, the people just don't want to do that. That's just too difficult. That's taking taking responsibility. You yeah. know, I think that's, uh, you know, we all say this in the, in the two-way community. Uh, we should be our own first responder. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's just easier to sit back and expect someone else to save you or to, you know, have that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, you have to, you know, women women, men, everyone have to step up and realize, you know, I can do this for myself. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm not a big religious person, but mm-hmm. you know, my mom is, and she quotes the Bible at me all the time mm-hmm. in Spanish. And that's her anytime, job. That's her job. Yeah. That's what moms do. Yeah. And um, one of the, 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 the things, I don't know if this is actual quote, but mm-hmm. she swears it's a quote, so it must be. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says to me in, in Spanish, at least, is, ayúdate que Dios te ayudará, which means help yourself and then God will help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a, where that is in the Bible, in English, where, I don't know. But I'm sure someone is, will tell us. Please but do. It does, it does sound uh, familiar. It's all based on your interpretation. Yeah. But, but it makes sense. Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. whether you take it from a religious perspective or not, it's, you know, you have to put in the work to do things. Things are you can't just pray and things are going to fall in your lap. Things just don't magically happen. Things don't just mm-hmm. you have to put in the work. You have to take responsibility. And mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't do that. But and also be sensible. <laughs> like just use apply some kind of logic. Do you really think that Joe Biden or any of the politicians on the left, okay, I spent some time attacking people on the right. Do you think these dudes on the left who are making laws to put you in prison are going to help keep you from police brutality? When they make these laws, they are they, they are inflicting police brutality upon you. Okay? That's what they want to do. They literally want, so like gun laws, just as an example, because that's who we are, we're gun guys. Gun mm-hmm. laws serve to put you in jail for something that is covered in the Constitution, okay? So how are these people going to help you, right? It's, it's like the memes that you're seeing. Like yesterday, they were telling us only the cops should have guns. Now they're saying the cops are thugs. So only the thugs should have the – like what are we talking about here? You know, be sensible. Think about this. You know, if, if you're upset by this and it's leading you in the direction of, oh, let me get some more liberals and Democrats in here, that's the trap. That's the trap. Even Malcolm X said, if you go back and look at Malcolm X, he said that he doesn't like any politicians, but he likes the Democrats least of all. You know why? Because they play the game the most with black people pretending that they care about us, with people of color, not just black people, okay? They play this game like, oh, we'll take care of you. We're all about you. We will coddle you in our little hands like our pets. And people fall into that trap, and really what they do is put you in jail. For sure. You know? Um, well, that's why I brought up the, the mm-hmm. you know, not that I have a plan for how to fix mm-hmm. this, but points uh, of, of that need to be fixed that mm-hmm. are, are aiding in this path that we've gone down mm-hmm. with law enforcement is we uh, they need there needs to be changes in legislation mm-hmm. to not you know things certain things shouldn't be crimes shouldn't be things that you know we need to be cracking down on we have too many uh, crimes we've got too we many do. laws on the books too many yeah yeah way and, too many <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. the thing you just said now is it, it's uh, it, it's the same thing in the Latino community um, it's I, our news on, you know, Univision and uh, Telemundo, mm-hmm. um, I watch I watch Spanish news with my parents whenever I'm over. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very biased. It's very biased. It's it's you you hear, you know, it's not real news. It's not, you know, just the facts, mm-hmm. ma'am, as they used to say. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I actually can't believe how skewed it is. And they make you feel guilty mm-hmm. if you 
you know, unless you are, it's just the same thing as the Joe Biden thing. Uh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, the same, they feel like, um, and kind of ownership over our races. Yeah, and, and that's the slavery. That's, to me, yeah. that's the modern day slavery. I'm gonna be honest with you. Because yes, and th- this is what happens. Like we feel, oh, you're an immigrant to America, you should be a Democrat. You're a black person, you should be a Democrat. You're Latino, you're Asian, you're a woman, you're gay, you should be a Democrat. And then, okay, mm-hmm. what the hell is that doing for me? What are these people actually doing? What's, what's, what's a Republican actually doing? What what problems are they fixing? They're really just not fixing anything, you know. And um, that is why um, politicians. You need to people need to know politicians. Not all the politicians. I'm sure there's a few good ones mm-hmm. out there. But mm-hmm. I think once you've been in politics for a certain amount of time, you're all corrupt, or they most of them get corrupt. Politicians aren't looking to help you. That's the biggest lie. They're just looking to get elected. Yeah. Well, so they'll say whatever. I mean, right. Joe Biden is is out there going, you know talking trash about how Trump is handling this, but what did he do during, you know? Yeah, his 40, I don't know, what, how many years yeah. has he been in politics? 40 years. You know what the problem is? The system of politics, um, it's been corrupted. Or the, the system of people serving the people, right? Because politicians are supposed to be people serving the people. So, mm-hmm. you know, in my own rudimentary way of explaining this, what happened in America, um, at the end of the, the, the revolution, Basically, George Washington could have been a king, but, you know, this is the whole reason why they fought. They didn't want that, right? They didn't want kings and princes and and dukes and duchesses and stuff like that like you have in Europe. So what, what they came up with, what they have is this system that the people, some of the people serve all of the people. So people are supposed to come out from what they're doing and serve people, right? From, from the White House, from the presidency, all the way down to the person that's the local dog catcher, your sheriff, your your mayors and stuff like that. We're supposed to, to we're supposed to serve the people in this way and we're supposed to help with things because we're supposed to be the people and we get out there and we help and we look like okay, we need to fix this, we need to do something about this, make this better. But then it became this politics thing and it became a career and a way that people can get into it and now they've got money and this thing and power and all this kind of stuff forever. So then they're almost like kings and queens and dukes and duchesses and all that kind of stuff instead of actually serving the people, which is what politics is supposed to be about. Now, you could say the solution, which is never going to happen because mm-hmm. who in their right mind would take away their own power? Mm-hmm. The solution to our politicians mm-hmm. being this way would be um, cut their, you know, put term limits on all this stuff, you know, make it so. It isn't something you're in there for 40 years accumulating power, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there should there shouldn't it shouldn't be about money and power for sure. Yeah, because you know? I do I do feel like um, you know when I see up and coming people in in politics, a lot of them are, are that I've talked to are people who want to get into politics. It's like they're very idealistic and they really truly believe in helping people. I just mm-hmm. think it's something that happens 20, not even 20, five, 10 years down the road it could happen i heard it happens as soon as you walk in and they hand you you know money <laughs> yeah but i i, I, I think it I happens think before even, you even win that office to be honest right once you go through possibly. the whole process it, it, it probably does happen and perhaps what look i think ultimately if people are going to do this not everyone's going to be wealthy doing it and we don't necessarily want everyone to be wealthy um and even if we said hey 
you're not getting paid for this. There's still power involved because ultimately what we're doing is we're putting the decision, the, the, the uh, decision-making power in the hands of these people. I think there should be definitely limits and there should definitely be severe penalties when the, the trust of the people is corrupted, right? You mean besides voting them out? Yes, besides voting them out. When, when they break our trust, when they use this against us, when they use their positions for just for power to get over on people and all that, they should suffer for that. Okay? Um, any, everything from getting flogged, flogged, excuse me, publicly, lashes in the public square, all the way up to prison and even the death penalty, in my personal opinion, if it's that bad. Okay, mm-hmm. they, we, we cannot, it's too important. We're talking about something that's so important. If people are going to riot and burn things down and destroy things, then it's this is super important. And these people need to actually work instead of flipping it on everyone like, oh, even though we're the ones running the country, we're going to f- pick someone and blame them for this. And then you, you, you instead of even looking at us like we don't need you guys, you're going to look at us like, oh, we really, really need you even more now. These are the times we need you more. That's that's I think what is at the crux of what's happening here. Let me. Um, James Miller gave us a super chat here. He says, um, "Give us five bucks." He says, "Hank, what did Joanna's family think when she got into guns?" <laughs> so uh, let's pivot to that. So um, my siblings are highly educated people. They're mm-hmm. physicians, and mm-hmm. they hate that I am into guns. Um, They are pretty liberal, so they think it's very dangerous. And um, I've had very heated debates with them that has ended with, let's just agree to disagree because neither of us are ever going to concede the point. Um, Mm -hmm. They're definitely not going to get me to say, well, you were right. This is very dangerous. And I'm now more likely to shoot myself because that's just BS. I'm never Mm going to say that. And I've come to to the determination that Mm-hmm. Um, neither of them are going to say, you know what, you're right. Let me buy a gun. It's never going to happen. Uh, um, have they changed any of that recently since, you know, we've had all these things going on in America? Recently? No, no, not okay. at all. Um, so they're still on that. Are they in the area or? Yeah, we all okay. live within like 10 mm-hmm. minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to infiltrate, uh, cross the enemy line there and mm-hmm. convince a spouse of one of my siblings to, okay. <laughs> and she is now a proud gun owner. Good for nice, her. Nice, nice. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think that's creating some domestic bliss issues in their household. But okay. I have nothing to do with that. Um, yeah. Does, just, does Rolando get blamed by your family? I know you said your siblings. I don't know if your parents feel the same way as your my, siblings. My parents is more of a complicated issue because, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, they're from rural, you know, third world countries, mm-hmm. and they were all. Um, Back there, they were gun owners. Mm-hmm. So the transition happened when they moved to this country where they became indoctrinated to believe certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I grew up hearing stories about my mom uh, shooting rifles because my, um, my grandfather was a, a very talented man. He was a blacksmith and a gunsmith. And, you know, there was nothing he couldn't build or make. Awesome. And he taught, made my mom a rifle and, and mm-hmm. taught her how to shoot. And um, Wow, that's, that's awesome. Right. And yeah. and how do I go from hearing stories about that to the very conflicted? Um, well, I, I don't think this is right. Conversation I had mm-hmm. with her mm-hmm. where 
she brought religion into it. Like I said, she's pretty religious. Um, mm-hmm. She thinks she's worried that I'm going to kill somebody, you know, whether it's in self-defense or not. Mm-hmm. Um, she's worried like that's going to affect my soul if I kill someone. I'm like, mom, God, God's not going to blame me if I, <laughs> mm-hmm. if they're going to kill me, uh, I'm going to defend my life. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a moral problem with that. Um, it's, it's, you know, pres- preservation of life. It is. Yeah. And it the is. Bible is not super pacifist either. I mean, exactly. I'm not trying to get into, you know, get into a deep conversation here about the Bible because I'm definitely not an expert. But <laughs> there's instances in the Bible where, you know, there's conversation about defending yourself and others and picking up a sword. Yeah. Right. So, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of my parents haven't been passionately anti-gun. My dad mm-hmm. is a very quiet man. Mm-hmm. And uh Apparently, after I came out as a gun owner to my family, um, my dad actually admitted that he was a gun owner, too. You um, mean at this at this point in time? He no longer is. Oh, OK. Um, but he did have a revolver uh, for all these years mm-hmm. and it was just hidden away. And okay. he actually gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't have anything bad to say. He's like, I always had a gun on the house just in case something happened. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can have it now. He doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, OK. He's not a pro-gun guy, but he's not an anti-gun guy. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't have much to say about it. He was like, whatever, dude, you're fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was definitely my siblings who were more vocal about it and still are very vehement um, Mm -hmm. about it being something negative in the family. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's rules. Like, I can't, you know, they ask me, are you carrying anything right now? If I'm coming over their house and their kids are there, I'm not allowed in the house with them. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, but okay. Yeah. So. I know that's got to be a tough deal for you. Ah, of course. Yeah. And and I've brought it up. It's like um, I don't have kids, but mm-hmm. um, I love my nieces and my nephew like they're my own. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if I ever was somewhere um, where I was with them, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I I personally I may tell them I'm not arms, but I at least mm-hmm. always have something on myself mm-hmm. where I could um, defend them. Because I, I don't think I mentioned this last time, or maybe Rolando did. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the things, the the catalyst that got me to the point of carrying, because I always liked guns, but mm-hmm. it, it was actually um, a process for me to get to the point where I was, you know, okay with carrying um, on me at all times. Uh, was Parkland? I was outside in a little park with mm-hmm. my, at the time, I believe she was three. Uh, three-year-old niece by ourselves mm-hmm. when this just when this few, whole thing happened when yeah. this all just happened of course mm-hmm. we were you know we were fine nothing happened to us the guy wasn't running our way or anything but mm-hmm. it just kind of like flipped a switch in my mind that said what if that had happened mm-hmm. and i've brought that up in the argument with her about you know how you as a mother you should defend your children if something mm-hmm. happens and you know, she kind of gave me this BS, like, if it's on my time, it's my time. And I'm like, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that at all. Um, you know, it's it's not, I don't know if I believe in destiny or not, but I'm not just going to peacefully just say, well, if a, a crazy person comes at me, that's just my time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. That argument doesn't make sense. Right, absolutely. Ty City gave us uh, five bucks here. He says, peace, broski. Shout out to him, and then I see uh, Doug B. Smashin says Ty City sent me. Uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, thanks. We appreciate that. We appreciate the support. 
Uh, and then we got some other people coming in here from Thai City, so we'll throw all of those up here. Yeah, you know, the, the, whole, the whole family dynamic there, um, it, it could be, it's a tough spot, right? Because these are the people that we truly, deeply care about. And, you know, at the same time, you know, you're trying to go up against all this programming that everyone's giving out there. And for sure, guns in the hands of the wrong people can be dangerous, right? They can be. At the same time, these are things that can just be pieces of metal, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's important to have that conversation, but this is, the pro this is what's the problem with all of us. We can't see things in the round. We can't see things in, uh, in, in 3D. By the way, there's a, there's a ton of people coming in from Thai City here, so uh, shout out to uh, all those folks coming in. Uh, from Thai City. We, we appreciate you guys coming in here. All right. So, you know, for example, think about all the dangerous things that are in the home. Now, someone's going to say, okay, but guns are the most dangerous thing. The, everything in the home is dangerous. Everything course, around those kids is dangerous. Do, every they, do they let them, t do the kids get in cars? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say the kitchen is uh, full of sharp objects. You yes, know? right. You know, there's fire in there. There's furniture that can fall on the kids depending on their size. There's chemicals that the kids can consume. What do we do? We're careful. We're aware of what we're doing, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I think that this is, it's a tough, that's a tough thing to overcome because it's the minds of the people and how they think about everything. You know, it's the it's the minds of the people and how they think about everything. But it brings me back to this, the big thing. You, you Have you ever had this conversation with your parents, like, ask them, like, what do you think about the cops? Should we have cops? Um, we've never had that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. I don't, I know we, well, we're New Yorkers originally, and we were, um, we were mm -hmm. there during 9-11. So I know it's mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's a mental conflict where mm -hmm. I have a certain feelings towards some cops. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do believe a lot of cops are heroes cause I saw, you know, I was a teenager and I actually knew a lot of people who lost people, mm -hmm. um, from nine 11. So mm -hmm. to me it was always, I became extremely patriotic and, um, <clears throat> I'm very grateful towards the, um, first responders mm -hmm. once I experienced that and, and, and lived through it. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't believe there's bad cops out there. Of course, there are bad cops out there. Mm -hmm. um, so in our household, we kind of have that. You know, I, I think we're all a little bit, you know, racism is real. Mm -hmm. um, I went, I've experienced it quite a bit in New York. Mm -hmm. um, bad cops are real. Racist bad cops are real. So yeah. I think and everyone family, And everyone, by the way, is racist. Of course. I, yeah, I, this is I not like a one-way street. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I, I think that anyone who denies that isn't yeah. you know isn't including people denial. that look like me and you of course yeah you know yeah and we yeah, and we, we all have to work on it we're not going to yeah. fix our problems if we don't work on it you know i think you know what the people who i find that are the least racist i saw a video i'm not trying to cut you off because i think you're going down a, a good path here but i saw a good video um of these two little kids you know like a little white kid a little black kid so two kids running towards each other yeah you know this is where we all should be, but as we grow up and we get older, you know, all these things come into play. Things from our environment, things from our parents, 
people around us, media and all that kind of stuff. We need to be like this. But we're never going to fix any of this if we can't look at ourselves. You know, if, if people think that there's a problem with, with cops and the police departments out there, if the police departments can't, if the people inside of those departments who run it, who are in charge of it, who serve in it, can't see what's going on, then we're not going to fix the problem. But at the same time, if we can't look at them and, and see a difference in them, like, this is a good guy here. This is someone who helps people and does the right thing. Then, we, then when we can't fix it either, you know, it's not it's not a simple solution to it. Um, but the reason why I'm asking you about the cops, like how do they feel about the cops? Because who ultimately do we think we're not getting rid of guns? We're not getting rid of weapons for that matter, right? So who do who do these people? I always want to know when I'm talking to people like this. Who do you think should be the 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 trusted people that should have these things that's what i was getting to too mm -hmm. they feel this way about guns but then they don't trust cops either mm -hmm. so then i asked them like what do you expect to happen or how do you you don't trust them you don't think they're going to get here fast and if you don't trust uh, you know for mm -hmm. other reasons mm -hmm. then how do you how do you say guns are not necessary guns are dangerous mm -hmm. guns you know, I've actually had them say, mm -hmm. uh, when you introduce a gun into a situation, you're more likely to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything in the universe wants to kill us. By the way, uh, what was it? Hold on. Let me get this in here. Green Machine says, correction, we're all prejudiced, not racist. That's true. Uh, That's I, true. I would accept that correction. Uh, and, yeah. and I would like to point out mm -hmm. that it's not just an America thing. It's a world thing. It's Entire a human world. thing. Yeah. You know, I've, a lot of people don't know this. Asian countries, they're racist against different Asians. You know, yeah. Hispanic countries were racist against, or not prejudice, if you want to say, against other in some case, or, In some cases, yeah, I think the definition of racism is someone who, you know, like, you could be prejudiced and have these things in your mind and the way you see people, mm -hmm. and then you could be racist where it's like, there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to change me from this. I just don't like these people. But yes, for sure. Like, I, I told you at the top of this, you know, I've had uh, Puerto Rican girlfriends, for example. I remember one time I, I went to, um, I actually went to Mexico with a former Latina girlfriend of mine and um, I could hear Spanish those Mexican guys were talking about me the whole time like why are you with this black guy that's the question that everywhere that we went I would hear that question I was like wow you know I've seen that not just overseas I've seen that in America mm -hmm. <laughs> you know For sure. yeah we all have these problems but if we don't look at it and if we don't accept it we're not going to fix it you know mm -hmm. and we do it too you know like I'm saying like we as black people, we all we all have this problem. We have to fix it, you know, and we have to just look at it, that. We have to look at it in a raw, real way and accept our responsibility in it as well. But we were talking about um, who should have the guns, who should have the weapons. Right. The whole entire universe is trying to kill us. Everything in the world is trying to kill us. Right. So if we're, if we're going to go, oh, these things are dangerous, everything is dangerous. Well, how come people don't see that? Like every single thing is dangerous. What do we have that's safe? Everything, the air that you breathe can kill you. The, As you said, cars can kill you, planes yeah. can kill you. The water that you drink can kill you. <laughs> you know, everything, every single thing is dangerous. You just have to learn how to, um, you know, you, you just have to learn to understand what you're dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. 
You know, I think that's the thing. And when you're dealing with people, it's almost like superstition because I see this. I don't know if you've seen it, but people who don't know anything about guns except what they see in movies. Um, this happened to me with Lola's brother, but it happened with other people. If I try to show them a gun, and I'm like, look, let me show you this thing. This, there's nothing in this. This is the magazine, empty. This is the chamber, nothing in it. Okay, now I'm going to show you, this is, you know, I, I, I try to talk to them about the rules of safety and all that kind of stuff. Here, let me put this in your hands. No, I don't want to touch that. Right? Superstition. <laughs> in 2020, there's people who, 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 in their own minds, if you ask them, they would say, I'm a very intelligent, high-functioning person, and they're superstitious. They're terrified of a piece of metal. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And that's part of the problem that we have, because how do we fix this? If you, don't, if you don't like the police having this power, and you're afraid of it, and you feel, you, you feel in some superstitious way about it, how are you, gonna, how are you ever going to fix this? Okay? And if you don't understand, it's not even, the, it's not, the, the police are one thing, but the government has way more than this. Because we're, oh, the government is taking money from all of us and using that money to, to buy, build, and own things and train for dealing with us one day. You know? And what do we have? <laughs> what do we have to counteract that? We just, we just look at China or some other country and we're like, oh, that's just over there in those third world countries. If we don't have any ability to stand up for ourselves to, to the government, you know, because of our superstitions, we're doomed. Of course. And I, I, I don't understand how mm -hmm. we all learn this, the history of our country, mm -hmm. uh, at least in my you know, my generation, I don't know what the future generation's history classes are going to look like because I keep mm -hmm. hearing they're changing history. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for sure. we learned about the uh, American history. We learned about, you know, it was a group of people who took their guns and decided to start a revolution against the government because they were being mistreated and they were, you know, they're, they're, they didn't have free speech and freedom of religion and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, it, at least the way I was taught about all this it was it was a good thing it was a there was a positive spin on it you know I, I you know watch reenactments reenactments of it you know with the muskets and all that mm -hmm. I don't know how we go from teaching this in middle school to being so anti-gun when we know we've taught this we've, we've learned this we're teaching this to our kids this was the founding of our country Mm -hmm. And they specifically, the founders specifically, were worried about our future and said, let's put a contingency plan in here just in case one day we do the same thing to our country in the future. Because yeah. they know human nature is this way. Yeah. If, where if, eventually we will become corrupt, corrupted by power. Right. If one day all of a sudden in America there's kings again. Mm -hmm. Right. If there's kings and queens again or people who feel that way or if there's a country outside of America that feels like, hey, we own you guys, you know, or if there's a part of America where someone feels like that or if in the moment you're by yourself and someone else rolls up on you and they're like, hey, I own you. I can do whatever I want to do to you. Just think I don't know how to, like if I could just get people to realize if like the folks out there who are rioting and looting, 
if you if you're gonna if you want if you want a um, like a I don't know an iPad or something right, and you decide I'm gonna smash into this uh, Apple store, and I'm gonna take this thing. I was looking at this video of I don't think it was an iPad. It was like a big box that this kid had from uh, at the Apple store. Maybe it was a computer or something like that from them, right? And he's walking down the street. He's a looter. He, he stole this thing. He looted. He got this thing. He's walking down the street. And then all these guys are trying to fight him for that thing. And if you're, um, if you're Mr. and Mrs. America and you're looking at that on the news and you're like, look at what these people are doing. What about that is going to make you think that, oh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm totally safe. You know, I don't need to be prepared to, to go up against these guys. So whatever it is, like what you're doing is you're creating the next wave of problems that are, that are going to be coming at us. So for sure, there's racism, there's people that have prejudice, there's all that kind of stuff. You are just pushing that forward. You're making people look at it and go, oh. So that thing that you're talking about where most people are in that false sense of security that they don't need guns you know, it's fine the government having it, it's fine cops having it. When they see that thing, there's people every day, more and more people are waking up from that. And they're going, oh, wow. You know, so I have to worry about these kinds of people because if, and this is, this is the thing I'm trying to say about it. If you see someone doing that, what makes you think, oh, they won't just kick in my door and take whatever they want from my house and take my wife and my kids if they want to. Of course, you're looking at that and thinking, yeah, they, they, these people will just do whatever they want. You know, um, if, if there can be a silver lining to all this destruction and, you know, what's been going on, mm -hmm. the silver lining is maybe the argument um, against mm -hmm. the Second Amendment. You know, we I don't want to say we want it because I don't think we're ever going to win. And I think powers that be that want to disarm us will always be fighting against us. Mm -hmm. But I think progress has been made in that um, for sure, because now people are seeing you know, in, in North Carolina, I think it was the, the sheriff of Raleigh was like earlier last week. Uh, oh, I'm going to pull all the cops off the streets because, you know, property is not worth the lives of our cops. It's not just property. It's people, you know, possibly dying, um, arson, things like that. So how is that going to inspire people to mm -hmm. feel safe? You know, and then people are going to start, you know, believing less in the people are going to have that responsibility for me and more in I need to take responsibility for myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in the wake of all this destruction, good things. Those are the good things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I know it's Friday. I see Lola's like sending me messages that, you know, it's Friday. Maybe we need to lighten things up a little bit. Here. Sorry guys. Yeah, no, that's cool. I understand that. We probably should, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, so let's uh, let's see what the folks out there, if there's something they want to talk about or if there's something that you want to talk about, Joanna. If you've got like a question or something like that, you know, you can you can ask me. We can get to that. Or if the people out there have something that uh, they want to talk about, I will remind everyone to smash the thumbs ups. You know, we appreciate that. That helps us out a little bit here so far as uh, upping the discovery of our conversations here. So. Uh, so yeah. if anybody watched the last time I was on, mm -hmm. uh, we briefly talked about K-pop. Oh no, this is where I, you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to 
wanted to let them know I did send Hank a oh, video. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. And he loved it. No, no. <laughs> Don't make me show people uh, screen captures of our conversation. It wasn't bad, though. I know you sent me, um, who was it? What video uh, did you send again? Uh, August D yeah. is the song. Uh, the singer and um, uh, okay. the album is D2. De Shita is the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just came out. But yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know the update on that. Uh, Hank is now a fan. No, that's not true. Club. No, no, that's not true. I did look at it though. Um, I heard you told. I heard you told Lola that you thought I was mad at you because you sent me that. <laughs> Which I wasn't mad. I looked at it and everything. Um, uh, and I could run some of that in for the folks here uh, of of what you sent. Uh, you know what? I thought it was interesting. This is the interesting thing. First of all, I thought the cinematography was really good. I could cut some of it in for you guys. This is the, this is what Joanna sent me. You know, it looks like we're about to look at an action flick here, and then I'll just scrub forward. Let me see. So you can't see the, you can't see necessarily the, or hear, you can't hear the rapping or whatever in there. But my, here's my opinion of it, Joanna. I thought it was very good cinematography. Let me see. I could tell you what I said here in a second if I could actually get my phone out of this. Um, uh, says, I said something. I, okay, I said, okay, I watched it. I like the cinematography. I guess it's not what you say. It's just the flow nowadays. And then in brackets, I put, it's okay. That's what I said. That's what I actually said. So, um you know, I think it's just the flow, right? It doesn't, the language doesn't really matter that much. Cause I'll be honest with you, um, a lot of the mumble rap out there might as well be, they might be as well be speaking in Korean. So, so far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I never really noticed that there was a difference in flow uh, mm-hmm. from, you know, one country's hip hop to the other. But then I started paying attention to that since you brought it up. And I just realized it was very staccato mm-hmm. and very angry sounding compared to, um, American hip hop. So yeah, there's a huge difference. Yeah, but ultimately, like I think what a lot of rappers are doing now, um, and I, you know, I, I think I feel the same way about that as I do about mumble rap. So if you ever look at a documentary of uh, Jay Z, for example, how he'll write a write a song, he'll listen to the beat, and when mm-hmm. he's listening to that beat, he's actually humming or mumbling or like almost just saying things that are nonsensical, right? That's mm-hmm. him getting into the flow. And then, mm-hmm. in, and then in his head, he'll actually put stuff together and say words that are clear and concise. And if we listen to it over and over again, we could hear stuff that he's saying. So I think nowadays, well, this is my opinion, but nowadays with mumble rap here in America, they're basically doing that, but leaving out the part where they find the actual words. <laughs> You know, and actually are saying something and they'll just leave in a lot of the mumbling. I'm not saying I hate it. I think it's it's okay. In some instances, some songs, I even like it. So I think in a lot of ways, it's the same thing here. It's really the same kind of beats. And you can see the, you know, I could see them in that video and in the stuff that I listen to even from other countries, right? Even when you listen to like reggaeton, for example, right? I can see the same mannerisms and everything, so it's just flowing in a different language. And even sometimes, like with reggaeton, you'll hear them using English, whatever it is, to fit those words in. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. it's about the music and fitting the words into the music. Because mm-hmm. in hip-hop, 
you know, your voice is, is one of the instruments. For sure. Does that, does that make any kind of... No, it does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you expect to, like, convert me to K-pop Not or at something? all. Not at all. Trying, no, you know, no. I don't, okay. like, again, I don't try well, to convert people. I think it, I'm I just think it explains... just checking. No, no, no. Not for sure. No, for sure. It's, it's yeah. again, it's a guilty pleasure that I fell into, mm-hmm. and I still, on some level, don't understand how I got in, how I'm, I'm into it. There's lots of people. There's lots of people. I was looking at one of those, the, the, one of those new movies on Netflix. Uh, I forgot the movie. There's a movie with the Indian guy and the black girl. I can't remember the name of the movie on Netflix. Maybe someone knows. It's a like a new movie that's on Netflix. And it's got this... I don't know what her name is. And then it's got that Indian uh, guy that that was in... Um, oh, what was it? What's, the, what's the, the movies? Is it Deadpool? Remember the guy that was the... Oh, no, it's not the same... The cab driver? No, it wasn't the same... No, I'm mixing, I'm mixing it up. This It's got the Indian guy that was in Stuber. Hey, did you see the movie Stuber? No. Yeah. So in the movie Stuber, there's this Indian guy in there. I think it's something Jemani. Hey, let me look at Stuber. I'll tell you guys what this. I might might as well just go to IMDb instead of uh, talking gibberish here. So you probably you never heard of the movie Stuber? No. S T U B B R. No, it's S T U B R. So it's like Uber, but Stuber. It's got Dave Bautista. Yeah. And yes. uh, what's his name? Kumail Nanjanani, I want to say. I'm Indian, but I'm still messing it up. So whatevs. Um, so anyway, he's in that movie. I'm going to tell you what's the the movie that he was in. Um, I'm going to go down here. Come on. What, what's going on with IMDb here? Okay, here we go. There's this movie that he's in. Okay, The Lovebirds. Okay. So this movie, The Lovebirds, is on uh, Netflix. For anyone who's interested in in that kind of thing, and uh, American rom com. Are you into rom coms? Huh? Are you into rom coms? A little bit, sometimes. You know, that's that's the only thing. You know, sometimes I watch a rom com with Lola. Yeah, it depends what what it's in. But anyway, I, I, what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make, I noticed like a lot of people are into this kind of thing. Even there was something else I was. Oh, you know what I was looking at that had this specific thing that we're talking about. The new series, uh, uh, Space Force, mm-hmm. that had this. So I think it had like an Asian guy and a black girl in there. And obviously, the, not obviously, but the Asian guy was into K-pop and the black girl mm-hmm. was also into K-pop. And there's like a scene in one of the things where they were all, you know, dancing to K-pop. I think K-pop's just a thing for the young people. It just you know? is. Yeah, I think the young people now don't care about actually understanding what you're saying. And I blame that on the frickin' Migos. <laughs> I have to say, though, it, it's, uh, it's really annoying because I'm, like, one of those people who like to sing in the car. Mm-hmm. I, I don't sing well. I have a terrible voice. But mm-hmm. it's just, like, really entertaining yeah. uh, or just cathartic to get, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you guys don't want to learn that you don't want to learn the, the words anymore. That's what it is. Yeah, but you get. No, I want to. So, mm-hmm. like, I, like try to sing along and it's pretty bad because why can't you support american hip-hop you know what you gotta you're gonna have to send me some suggestions this is like this is like i used to be into hip-hop i love jay i love nas this is like i need new stuff i need new stuff this to me is like the celebrities that um that go over they go to africa to adopt a baby (laughs) or they go to china kids here yeah i'm sure pretty soon they'll be going to korea to adopt babies 
You know what I'm saying? When there's all these poor babies out here in America that nobody wants to adopt. This is what this reminds me of. They're not adopting uh, babies from Korea because they're not having babies, apparently. I don't know. Well, okay. They have a baby. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. How are we adopting babies? How are people adopting babies from China when there's supposed to, well, I guess there's still a lot of babies. They have that. They, yeah. Well, one, they have a huge population, and two, they have yeah. that, that discouraged more than one kid thing. Yeah, so. no one wants the girl babies, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to go very, that's going to go really bad for China in the future. <laughs> this is going to be a yeah, bunch of dudes. It's going to be one giant sausage fest. <laughs> yeah. Just look at Japan, for example. <laughs> you can very easily... Want, but anyway, I just feel like it's... That's me. I feel like it's that, you know? Nowadays, everyone's just all... It, what's the name of that? Um, there was a long... Like, I don't know. I'm going to say like 10 years ago, there was that guy. Wasn't he K-pop too? The uh, Or like hip-hop? Oh. What was the guy that just went super viral? Oh, God. Uh, my uh, kid, Sai, yeah. yeah. What was his song that he did? Uh, Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. There you go. That guy's actually uh, still around and uh-huh. still... He started this nonsense. Very popular. Yeah. And he actually has his own label now. Yeah. Um, Night Train says new country is also garbage. <laughs> A lot of new... I, I, this is how you know you're, you're, you're too old. A lot of new stuff is garbage to me. Like I'm, I love reggae. Uh, I hate to say this, a lot of new reggae is garbage. See, I my problem is I, I constantly need new music because mm-hmm. I'm very fickle. And I'm, mm-hmm. I I run, so I, I have to listen to music when I run. Mm-hmm. And I I overplay stuff very fast. So mm-hmm. uh, I basically... Short attention span. I have a very short attention span. I yeah. have ADD, like actually have it. Not the mm-hmm. people who say they have it and they, they don't. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. So I, I constantly just need... I've re- America is not enough for me. Now I, I have to branch out into other countries. Do you have to, to take get... medication for this? I think this is what's wrong with America. I, I, Everyone has ADD now. Well, I actually apparently is. was diagnosed as a kid, but my parents okay. didn't believe it because I was okay. too smart. Okay. But uh, as uh, as an adult, uh, I was re-diagnosed. How and, can you be uh, too smart to have ADD? What does that mean? Uh, it's BS. It's oh, BS okay. because they basically say um, if you're, you know, like top of your class, how could you possibly be ADD? I'm like, you can be smart and distracted. Yeah. You're just so smart that. But you're also, okay they're they're over diagnosing everyone of ADD. Yeah. That's a problem. But so yeah, they. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm apparently an open and shut case though, for oh, real. You are? Okay, so you ha- do you have to take medication? Are you on some kind of therapy? Uh, I, I do a lot of behavioral therapy, so I'm aware of the problems, um, mm-hmm. but I, I am medicated, uh, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. don't usually take it unless, you know, you know, I don't take it every day. Okay. How's that? I take it when I need it. Does it make you super focused? It doesn't really. Um, okay. it just makes you less likely to forget your keys in the door, which oh, okay. is really bad and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I, uh, someone says, check your six says, no woman, no cry. Yeah, that's awesome right there. I grew up on Bob Marley. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I find that I don't do good with medication. So, you know, I hate taking, uh, I hate taking medications. There's some I do have to take. I've had Crohn's disease for a while, which, uh, has kicked off a bunch of different things. But, you know, if it, if it helps, I think people should do what helps them. You know, make themselves better. I notice there's lots of uh, people out there with ADD nowadays, though, and I'm and I'm afraid it's probably overdiagnosed. Just like Crohn's, when I got Crohn's, they weren't diagnosing a lot of people with Crohn's, 
Um, and it was supposed to be like a Jewish thing. And they say, oh, this is mostly like Jewish girls, you know, when they're young. And nowadays, everybody's got Crohn's. Everybody's got Crohn's, yeah. yeah. Asian, Latino, <laughs> Africans, <laughs> everybody. I'll, I'll agree with you on the overdiagnosing because <laughs> I, I see it. Uh, everybody just like struggles a little bit in school and goes, I think I have ADD. And I'm like, no, you just need to. You know, the, the class you're taking is just really hard. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nobody wants to hear that. They want an easy, going back to what we were talking all the way back, full circle, everybody mm -hmm. wants an easy fix. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you don't have it and you take the meds, you'll feel better. Like, mm -hmm. you don't have to have it to feel better on the medication. It makes everybody mm -hmm. feel better on, you know, on some level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I just wonder, uh, I think there's just, we're getting to that point where, um, maybe we just have too much time. This is what I think a lot, you know, like, I think we just have too much time on our hands. So you think we should go back to the days where we're running on in fields, killing. No, for no. Having to and, eat meat. Yeah. Having, uh, going back to having to eat meat. Yeah. No, I don't think so. This is part of the evolution and, and there's going to be some kind of conflict or things that we have to work out as part of our overall evolution, <laughs> whatever we're becoming as uh, as human beings but i think a lot of what's happening to us now we just have it too easy and we have too much time compared to our parents so what i'm saying to you is like i'm not trying to i i know people have issues and those issues have to be dealt with and one of the beautiful things about all the stuff that we have now is we can help more people right but i think if you if you if you look at this you've got to realize that our parents probably had a lot of these same problems that we had Mm -hmm. And our grandparents had them, but they were just too damn busy. <laughs> oh, for sure. And for too sure. tired. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I'll say it, my, uh, going back to my mother, uh, mm -hmm. she, she's definitely the culprit. Mm -hmm. it, it runs in families. Mm -hmm. uh, By the way, uh, I, Puerto Rican Pistolero is agreeing with me. He says life's too easy. Life is too easy. Yeah. When, we, when we look back, uh, you know, what we were saying mm -hmm. and, and with our, with my parents, at mm -hmm. least in third world countries, they had mm -hmm. to deal with a lot of stuff, do a lot of stuff. There was no cars. You had to, you needed to go to the store. You needed to walk, you know, mm -hmm. hike a big hike to go. Now we just yeah. like, you know, drive in our little car to drive like yeah. a block. Yeah. And that got stuff out of your system. You were outside more. People never used to be in the house as much as they are now. Mm -hmm. So you were outdoors, you were getting the sun, even though, look, eventually, like, all the things we're worried about, the sun is the biggest thing in the in the solar system that's killing us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it's killing us at the same time it's giving us something. So you got out, you got sun, you were active, you, got, you made yourself really tired, you know, you had to deal with your kids and this thing and that thing, or you had to go make things to have them. You had to, people were, had to cook more and, and actually talk to each other more, you know? Um, I, I mean, I remember growing up, you actually used to, there was this thing where you actually used to see human beings face to face. So crazy. Yes. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> Not, you, you didn't keep friendships by just liking a post. Yeah. Or... Yeah. It's, it's insane. And now most of my friends are people that I don't actually see face to face every day. You know, so and the people who I see face to face every day, other than like when I'm moving around, I'm in the stores or something like that. It's just my immediate family. And I think a lot of us are going through that. And because of that, you know, this time is allowing us to notice these things that we probably always had more. And in some ways, these things that we have were probably helping us before. 
you know, it was, it was helping drive us and give us the energy to keep going or whatever it is. But now because we're in this state, we've, we've got to figure out how to deal with it as we move on to the next state. For sure. And, and um, I, I, your point about life, uh, Roland's point about life being too easy and us mm-hmm. having too much time on our hands, um, I think that's why we end up where we are mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. with just unhappy and mm-hmm. just never satisfied and, and always wanting something or always complaining about something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how we end up with a country that's disunited and mm-hmm. everybody just pissed off. Yeah. And no one's happy. Well, the beauty of it is we could do this, right? You and I are, we're in the same state, but we're hundreds of miles apart. We could talk to each other. There's a bunch of different people here. We can all communicate, have these exchange of ideas. We're helping people we don't even know. Just by even having conversations, we're helping to spark things in their mind and them to have conversations with other people. So, you know, you know it's a weird thing, right? This is like what I'm talking about, the evolution. I'm not saying, like, we, we have to... There's a thing we were talking about Bible quotes. My dad used to hit me with one. Um, the old order must pass giving place to the new lest one good custom should corrupt the world. Right? And that's what we're, that's probably what we're going through right now. That old order has to pass, you know, otherwise if we get stuck in that, that's probably, you know, that's where the world just really goes. But but this transitionary process looks scary like this. I think yeah. what we're going through. So, um, so with the time that we have left here, do you have any crazy things you want to, any questions you want to ask me? Something in the gun world that maybe I or the folks out there can help you with? Uh, you know, something that you think about, some argument you have with Puerto Rican Pistolero over there. You you know, you want to bounce it off us, see if he's right or wrong. Yeah. You know, we actually don't argue. No, we, we have very argue? strange. No, okay. everybody tells me that's abnormal. It and, is. And, yeah. And I no, but mm-hmm. we just don't. Okay. Um, Who's the boss? But, Who's the boss in everything? No, we are equal. Oh my God. Okay, that's not okay. That's, we have a great relationship. That's code it's, for that's code for you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a great relationship. But we don't fight. We don't. We're just you know we we discuss yeah. very calmly. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you ask me who's the boss between me and Lola, I would tell you it depends on what the situation is. Really? I was going to throw in my... my uh, who, do you my the, who do you think's the boss? I would say Lola. Cause you she's, say Lola. Uh, you're just saying that because you're a chick. No, That's just no, woman's solidarity like, that you're saying. I, I'm a good, I have a good sense for personalities, uh, and Lola's got just like this stoic like strength about her that I can respect. Like I, I really dig that. And you're believing I, the hype that everybody else believes. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> no. Listen, okay. Uh, th- this is the truth. I think on this. I think that in, in the relationship with me and Lola, and by the way, we fight all the time. That's called conversations for us. Okay, that's how hey, we are two. We are two. We're alphas. Me and Lola, we're both alphas. Lola's an alpha. I'm an alpha. So that's how <laughs> we have conversations like that. I always think she's raising her voice to me. <laughs> And she always thinks I'm raising my, you know. Well, actually, okay. She always thinks I'm raising my voice. I always think she's got attitude. <laughs> so, uh, but that's how we that's how we have conversations. But I think, and I see her saying this. It really depends on the situation. There's certain things I think Lola's the boss of, um, and then other things. So, like when it comes to money, because we're a family, I think to me, in a relationship, man and woman type of relationship, the woman's always the boss of money in a family, right? Um, and then security, I'm the boss. 
right? Even though I'm not trying to say Lola's not tough and all that kind of stuff, but ultimately I know I'm the monster in the family. Like I'm the big guard dog. So when it that comes, makes sense. yeah, when it comes it, to security, it, I take over. I think that's a the a good balance to a relationship. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, ha- not one person, has to be in charge of everything. That think mm-hmm. that's why it works. Yeah. And even though you're two alphas, that's the way two alphas can coexist. Yeah, absolutely. If it's something uh, in the medical field, because that's what Lola does, we defer yeah. to Lola. You know, although listen, the truth be told, a lot of times I know more about stuff going on in the medical field than Lola does. But we'll keep that quiet. <laughs> Lola, that's true. I don't believe it. Don't let that get out there. She's just going to say I have more time to research stuff than she does. Uh, If it comes to cars, I'm the boss. You know, because I know more about cars. Just as an example, Lola likes a Maserati. So there you go. Anyone who likes Maseratis, they don't really actually know about cars. So that's... They're pretty. I don't know. I'll be the first to admit. I tried to get into cars. I watched those car Uh shows. Uh, Rolando, what was that car show? We watched a bunch of car shows. I don't even remember what the, the one with the British guys in it. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, do you mean uh, Top Gear or the Grand yes, Tour woman? Yes, yes. And then they turned into another one, the, the Grand Grand, Grand Tour, Tour or whatever. Grand Tour, yeah. I, I did enjoy watching them. I, tr- I tried really hard to get yeah. into cars, and it was just... Uh, Those are the oh. three wise men. Right I, I, I Those are love- the most awesome three dudes. If you had a group of any other three dudes on the planet, those guys are the most awesome <laughs> guys on the planet. So Rolando's a car guy. Oh, he loves cars. Yeah, oh, okay. huge car guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, he, okay. he uh, used to uh, be in a car club when I met him. He had car club friends. They used to get together and, and take pictures of their cool souped up cars. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now he's mature and, and drives a, uh, you know. Please a, don't say a Prius. No, Please. no, no, no. Don't tell uh, me because, you know, veget- you make him listen to K-pop. I don't And you're make a vegetarian, him. although you say he's not a vegetarian. He's uh, not. He's, he's a happy meat eater. Right, right, right. So just don't tell me he has a, a, a Prius or some kind of hybrid. No, no, he's got a, 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 the, uh, the, oh, my God. Uh, Rolando, help me here. The, the, the Ford Mustang, but it's not the V8, it's not the V6, it's the, tur- uh, the Turbo V4. Oh, the ec- so EcoBoost. The EcoBoost, yeah, there oh, okay. you go. Oh, so he's not a car guy. He's not a car guy. That's okay. No, no, that, that, that's him growing up to be responsible. <laughs> he wanted no, the baby V8. Fa- no, Babyface has... <laughs> I'm just teasing him. That's just a little stab. We're going to have that conversation next time I see him. But Babyface P has that same EcoBoost. Yeah, I mean, it's great on gas. Yeah. It's a, it's a, what, what you, I'm, I'm not trying to get all up in you guys' business. Is it like a, like a 2016, 17, something like that? Uh-huh. It's, it's a uh-huh. later model. Yeah, I want to say the EcoBoost I mean, is relatively new. Yeah, it's 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 newer than my car. I want to yeah. say 2017, 2016, yeah. one of those two. The by the way, the Mustang, the new Mustang body, the way the Mustangs look to me, like I'm I'm a coupe guy. When it comes to cars, I like all kinds of cars, vehicles. Uh, I don't really discriminate, but I'm, I prefer coupes, two door cars, and the Mustang mm-hmm. body is real. That's like the best. You know, this is the best looking coupe on the face of the planet, the Mustang. I think what's unfortunate, a couple of things. Um, the engines. The back seat? No, no, nah, I don't care about that. Uh, <laughs> if, if My kids are grown, so I don't buy cars anymore for whoever sits in. Like, I don't buy an SUV anymore <laughs> or anything like that, you know. But, um, yeah, I think the problem to me is that, um, you know, there's no all-wheel drive. That's one. 
and then underpowered, man, massively underpowered a lot of these things. So the EcoBoost has some, yeah, it's got some kind of, you know. Did you at least get him, let him get something so he could boost up the EcoBoost? What do you mean? There's, there's this thing called, uh, there's like race chip and different things like that, that gives it more horsepower. Oh, I don't think he's done. He used to he used to mess under the hood and do all kinds of stuff on his uh, mm -hmm. other car when I met him. Mm -hmm. But he drives so much for a living, um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I think he just kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. I remember he used to have his little computer that on on the dashboard that he was doing stuff with oh, and okay. would talk to me all about like yeah. I hit the wall and I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like his little tuner, his little tuner. Yeah. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried to be a good girlfriend and, and, and uh -huh. be like, what, like Google, what does this mean? Uh -huh. um, but uh, no, I never got into it. And yeah, I think he mm -hmm. eventually grew grew out of it, and and mm -hmm. like I said, he loves driving. He mm -hmm. he insists on having a stick shift always, which I um, okay, all right, okay, thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh man, it's something redeemable. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no, stick shifts are cool. Can you drive a stick shift? I can. Good. Okay, so at least you know the apocalypse comes. Stick, driving a stick shift is going to be important. Yes. Yeah, very important. Lola can drive a stick shift. I insisted on that. Although right now we don't have any stick shift, so. So he has the Mustang that's a stick shift? He's got the eco. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Boom. There you go. All right, Rolando, you're all you're all good now. He's good now? <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll forgive you of the K pop and all that kind of stuff that you gotta you know, the poor guy. I don't I wonder how many hours he has to sit there and listen to the K pop and look at the K pop oh, dudes. I, like. I really don't make him do it. No. Just, uh, no. Uh -huh. I mean, he likes his own K-pop. He likes the girl groups, so let's be honest with that. He likes How can you tell the difference of, of, in K-pop of the girls and the guys in there? They're really cute. The uh, girls. They're very cute. They all look the same. It's very androgynous in the K-pop zone. Rolando, do you think the girls are cuter than the boys? Let's be honest. Oh, I mean, this is a weird conversation. <laughs> <laughs> trap. You should say, you should say yes. That. that is a trap. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. There's like a massive difference. Like in hip-hop, in American hip-hop, you could tell the difference between the girls. When we get to, when American hip-hop gets to the point where you can't tell the difference between the girls and the boys, done. Over and out. At least this is the one good thing that I would give for the booties. There you go. At least you could tell. And that K-pop stuff, it's like, what is happening here? <laughs> you know? So I don't, mm, I don't And know. I didn't even send you the really, really questionable stuff. I sent oh, you like right. the that's cool. good stuff. That's okay. That's cool. You oh, I'm not going to do that don't, to you. Yeah, I'm don't drive fine. yourself crazy trying to send me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it's cool. Listen, all right. So look, we hit nine o'clock here. Um, and he says uh, they look, laugh out loud, they look more feminine than the men. Okay. All right. And Chris Bullis says Korean girls are cute. All right. Cool. I'll go with that. You know. Um, but listen, I think it was a good conversation. Good. I think we had fun. I hope I you had fun. fun. I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We have to do this again. I appreciate you taking the time and everyone hanging out here with us, you know, as we have these conversations. Hopefully we helped elevate everyone out there. Now, how we didn't get into any of this, so this is a good time. Um, how can the folks out there, what's the best places they could find you to communicate with you, follow you on, support what you guys are doing? Um, well, I have two platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram, Latina Locked and Loaded is my IG. Mm -hmm. And we're actually working, like we're noobs, okay? So mm -hmm. cut us some slack. Um, but I, we're working on our um, 
YouTube. We have uh, you're gonna be posting up some uh, YouTube videos. And by the way, I'm showing your uh, Latina locked and loaded on IG. So you guys should go over there. Let's see, I'll pop into a picture or something like that. Boom, there goes the smile. All right, so you're working on the YouTube channel. What's the We're YouTube? We're working on the YouTube. The YouTube right now has one video. Um, it's Locked and Loaded Latinos okay. um, within, with the ampersand. Okay, um, Locked and Loaded Latinos on the YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Let me see if I could pull mm -hmm. that up here. Okay. It's got one video. Right now our one video is uh, we're finally editing the stuff from SHOT Show. Mm -hmm. um, so we have range day and day one up. Um, but we're actually in the works of I, – I, I came up with an idea of I really want to shoot video of – uh, highlighting the females in the industry. So I linked up with a trainer uh, mm -hmm. down in South Florida who um, Jay, Argo Jay, actually introduced us. Mm -hmm. He had her on her IG, and he didn't even know that she was down here, but she's actually, like, who, down the street who from Who was that? Uh, Tiffany from Girls Get Tactical. Okay. So she's real cool people. She um, just got into training, and, you know, we just talked a bunch of times, and we really meshed well. So um, I got the idea. I want to do, like, a, a series, if, if possible, of, you know, videos highlighting women's stories of how they got into – uh, the gun world. Uh, okay, I'm subscribing to your channel right now. Cool. So I'm inviting everyone to go over there and subscribe to the channel if you're looking at this now or if you're looking at it later. Yes, you guys have only one video. One video, but there's more coming. Shame on you guys. I mean, Edgar I'm yesterday was it. saying Latinos aren't making uh, gun videos, man. I'm blaming it all on you guys. It's just us. We're being together. Yeah. But, uh, and you brought your cat. Is, wait, is this your demon cat here in the beginning of this thing? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. Let me let this play here. I heard about this demon cat. I got to go back here and uh, and pause this. Boom. It doesn't look so bad. Listen, I had to return. It's like a calico. In, it is a calico. She's rescued. Okay. She's actually Puerto Rican. Um, oh, Rolando, wow. Rolando's uh, mother uh, mm. lives part-time in Puerto Rico. They have a very nice... Um, penthouse apartment on the beach there okay nice and which i like to borrow every now and then mm -hmm. and um she rescues uh she rescued this cat mm. and rolando and i rolando convinced me to get a cat give cats a chance and mm -hmm. this is our cat and she's let's just say i had to return a piece of furniture i bought yesterday mm -hmm. i returned it today because she decided i had bought her a new scratching post oh not an yeah. ottoman a scratching post right yeah um, i'm not a super cat person myself not indoors cats are outdoor well, every every creature that. is outdoors to me <laughs> except my kids my kids could stay in the house yeah but she's beautiful uh -huh. and you know well she's you so gave cute. him k-pop so yeah he might as well so make that's you, what like, we got my child is yeah my child is a calico cat okay who likes to destroy my things not rolando's things she knows the difference Yes, I believe that. Very territorial. <laughs> Every night when she's on the prowl, she knocks over all my figurines. Yeah, Rolando's cats are, are sneaky. Totally fine. Cats are sneaky. I don't trust them, man. If they were big enough, they would hunt us. I believe that. I believe yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. I, I think Rolando has that cat to keep an eye on you. <laughs> Probably. All right, very cool. So um, I, I want to encourage you guys to make more videos. Yeah, no, for sure. We're shooting this. Yeah. Um, we're shooting this uh, the, uh, video uh, this weekend with Tiffany, and it's mm -hmm. going to be something I'm, I want to work on, and we're going to do. Yeah, and some I'm point, in, some point in the future, you guys come down to the Gainesville area, do some videos with us. We'll, you know, we'll arrange something. 
for sure. We'll get That'd some videos cool. popping. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So listen, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Let me uh, go here to the end. Remind everyone to go to hankstrange.com. Sign up for the email list. Shout outs to Safety Harbor. Thanks so much. I'll, I'll roll in. Hold on. Let me see. Let me roll in the end here for everyone. Smash those thumbs ups. Ring the bell so you can be notified. Of course, leave comments. Uh, if you want to listen to us on audio, you can find uh, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded on iTunes and any place else that you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate uh, Joanna, Latina Locked and Loaded, as well as Puerto Rican Pistolero out there and all the other folks that are in the chat for joining us. Thanks so much. Any final words, Joanna? Nothing. Everybody have a nice, safe weekend. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you guys out there. If you're new to this, listen, go on YouTube. Do search up some videos if, you, if you're getting new handgun, AR, or something like that. You want to know about this. There's a wealth of information out there still we on the internet. We call it YouTube, YouTube University. You can learn anything on there. Yeah, absolutely. Take some time and learn about stuff, and, and just there really aren't any silly questions <laughs> or stupid questions. All right, we're out. We'll see you guys. Peace. Peace.